Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Crate 808. And it's the 808th Chamber, which is our live stream for our patrons. We have got two just hip-hop content legends out there today in the building. Uh, returning guests, both putting out dope rap content for you guys out there. It is Dylan Green over there and Sunraw, both back in the building. Dylan, how are you doing, my man? How are you? Wagwan, I'm cooling. How are you feeling, Cam? It's really good to be back. It's been a, it's been a long time. I think uh, then the last time we did this was when we did um when we did the Ghost album, right? I yeah, think. yeah, Ghost album. We've got a rock Marcy chat with Dylan in the chamber. It's about two years old, but it's still going to get out there at some point when life been waiting on it, man. <laughs> yeah, where life can stop throwing me some bricks and I can actually concentrate on getting this down. Absolutely. But Sunroar as well. How are you doing, Sunroar? Good. Great to be here, man. Like, thanks for having me again. Just always a pleasure. Oh, bro. It's always good to have you people out there. If you're not on the uh, Patreon, first of all, please get on there and support the show. But two, there is a top 36 uh, Ghostface Killer songs uh, that Sunroar jumped in with me. And it is the biggest, probably five, five hour marathon pod session the biggest i've ever done that marathon session do go check that out sunroll was bringing the heat with his top ghost cuts but today it's another big one probably probably bigger i would say yes this ain't rock and roll because the rap is in control we are talking about our top five <laughs> tribe called quest songs i know that was cheesy and corny dylan i saw you laughing at that tribe reference Sun 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 i liked there. it man yeah. I, I'm, I'm not i'm not tripping i liked it <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, that's what the that's what the heads who dig in a bit deeper and uh, a little signifier on what might be in my top five because we are all talking about our top five tribe called quest songs we are live right now with our patrons but two new patrons jumped on this podcast uh, this month i've just got a big up dave waller and death irl which is a really ominous username but thank you for subscribing it's great to have you on board uh, and we are live now we've got start steve piper good evening gentlemen good evening to you aaron yo 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 looking forward to the impossible task we've set ourselves i couldn't have put it any better that's exactly it and jack p <laughs> evening all as well people who are regular listeners will know what I usually end up doing is doing my little trick of putting loads of songs on the table and counting down. I think we did top five. Tupac was 13. Top five Biggie was like 10. This one is going to be about 13, 15 songs. And I'm going to go down them to my top five. And eventually we will see if any of their uh, Dylan's or Sunrolls gets in there as well. Yo, 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 just breaking up this episode to tell you all about the Crate 808 Patreon, a place where you can help support the show so we can make you more dope rap chat and to go out there and get some bonus episodes under your belt and also get involved with the live chats with the Crate 808 crew and guests. Go to crate808.com or go to patreon.com slash crate808. Sign up for as little as buying us lunch every month. You can get two bonus episodes, including including hidden gem album reviews from the golden era of the 90s and also you get our series focusing on MF Doom and Jay Dilla and also the Wu-Tang Chronicles. Once a month we drop an album review of every single Wu-Tang member. We're going to go through every solo album and then review it for you guys and right now it's Ghostface. Go in there, get them Ghostface Killer Editions in your catalogue. So get involved, help us grow this show and yes, big yourselves up, enjoy the rest of the episode. Boom! but yeah i think we better kick off though to begin with about just general vibes and stuff 
Like this is tribe. <laughs> they are another one for you there. There, there is a lot that has been said. There has been documented. I'm glad. I'm glad there is some written, good written and just documentation of this incredible musical group. But Dylan, Sunraw, I would like to hear from you guys what you think, where they stand for you, just in your kind of hip hop history, your own personal histories, your journeys towards Tribe, anything you want you to say on them. Uh, Dylan, you, you kick us off, man. What, how, how are you feeling on Tribe? Ah, man, like what, what do I even say? Um, <laughs> like I Like I grew up, I grew up listening to like so many different kinds of rap, but I didn't really go back to, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a little younger than most everyone here. So mm -hmm. I didn't, go, um, I didn't, I didn't really get into tribe for real until I was in like high school and I found the greatest hits album and I heard it and I was like, Oh, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. Like I just like, I was just stuck on everything. And it was around the same time they put on um, Michael Rappaport's documentary came out. So oh. like, I was just, so, 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 so it was just like the perfect time for me to just do all the deep dives. Like I was just, you know, like I discovered them and it was like, it, 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 it was really just like a punch in the chest, like just, just, just like a red, black and green Pan-African punch in the chest. It just like, it just, it just destroyed me, you know, like it was in a good way, you know, like I, uh, I love their music. I love, I love tribe. Um, um, excuse me. I love, um, I love tip and fives chemistry. Mm. I love the production. I love the vibe. Vibes. I love the. I love the. I love the Afrocentric nature of it all. Like I don't even know. Like it's mm. like I, I. I legit don't know what else to say other than like I love a tribe called Quest. I love the new album. I love. Mm. They're just great. They mean a lot to me. I got to a uh, real quick hop in New York, um, right before Five Pack, and just like meet all of them. I had one of one 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 of my best friends, Corey, got me an original pressing of um. He got me an original pressing of Low End Theory, and they all signed it. Like even Jerobi signed it. He's not on what? the album. So, so like I just have that. I just have that at my crib. But, like that was really like one of the coolest moments of my life. And yeah, like when Five passed, it was really rough. Just I love Tribe. I could go on forever, but I love Tribe. That's all I got. <laughs> Bro, you, I need to recover from what you just said. Like a little bit, you've got that low end theory. One of the best, I would say the best tribe album, sneak peek into my top five, but that is the best tribe album for me. And all of them, and Jerobi on there as well. Oof, bro, I am jealous, but I love it. I love that you have that. You, you know, someone loves tribe, has it. That's what I want. It, that's what I need to hear. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. It's all good, man. It's all good. So, Sunro, what's your um? Yeah, what's your history with Tribe? Well, I'm not going to type that. I don't have anything signed. Um, <laughs> no, um, I guess when I when I think about Tribe, I started listening to rap at like yeah, 14, 15. Like, I mean, really paying more attention to it. Mm. So that would have been like 98, 99. So the group would have just broke up or had been in the process of breaking up. Mm. And I remember like everyone was saying like how much this is a big deal. The source announced it, and it was, and I was like, okay, I got to check these guys out but i didn't it wasn't like current it wasn't they did they didn't really have like the same buzz they had in 93 so it took me a little bit to get into it but when i think about tribe i really think about like as an adolescent you're trying to figure out who you are and what's your place in the world and what's your place in in the culture if you're going you know if you have place in that for me and i just remember thinking that it was really cool because i was listening to a lot of wu-tang a lot of I guess like Rockefeller and Rough Riders was big at the time and it was very aggressive, which was the thing that I liked about it. But it also wasn't, you know, it wasn't, no one is just like a hard rock 24 seven. Mm. And to be able to see a group that expressed another side of things, but that still like, there was no sellout. It wasn't like less hip hop. Mm. It was like a hundred percent, but they were expressing like a different range of emotions that kind of helped you know, me to think like, okay, 
I can have my protect your neck days, but I can have like just more positive days, like Steve Biko days or whatever. And like those things are compatible. They're not, you know, especially like at the time on the internet, like it was so much of a commercial underground thing. And like, there was a lot of people that maybe didn't have, who maybe shouldn't have been telling people like, oh, you can like this, but you can't like that. Like I never got that impression with tribe. Like everybody fucked with tribe. Like, mm, like yeah. people that didn't even fuck with rap fucked with tribe, but then the most hip hop people in the world fuck with them just as much. So that's what really, mm. I guess, resonated with me. Like when I first encountered them. Do, do, the, the interesting thing you say there is it feels like I'm a little bit the oldest maybe in this room. Fascinating to hear from the younger perspective, especially with Dylan, what you're saying there about like, these are golden era standard bearers. They are just that foil you see yeah. on the tin. You know, that, 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 tr if you see tribe, you, you, you know that it, it means more than just the group now, I think. And in that sense, they are like yeah. the great bands, uh, groups, just musical groups generally, you know, Beatles, all that. You've got to put tribe in that, in the woo, you know, that kind of thing. What I love about right. what you're saying there about they didn't care, I remember seeing uh, the Cypress Hill video and Ice Cube's in there and you get the West Coast and then Q-Tip's in there and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa what? what's what's Tip doing in there? I think people, I don't know if there's other musical art forms that back in the day, maybe house, maybe, but like that all different genres of that genre were just so, in the early 90s especially, there was none of that. You know, maybe it became later, there was fractures and it did get a bit more like, you know, oh, that's gangster rap and I'm more into backpacker rap. But honestly, around 93, 94, from what I could tell from my listening and reading and just, you know, like a sponge taking it all in from over here in England, it felt like, nah, these are all, like Woo and Tribe dropped the same date and Riz is listening to that right. and Tip's listening to that. And and that's what got me where I was, and Dre is being influenced. So all these, it's, I don't know, right. I don't know what you think about like that as a, I don't know where hip hop stands as a music genre compared to others. Like it felt so ingrained and entwined and like kind of knotted together compared to maybe rock. Look at punk and commercial rock. Like just ain't, they just ain't going to be in the same room together, are they? So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you guys <laughs> think to that. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. It's like you saying that um, Midnight Marauders and 36 Chambers came out the same day. Like mm. Q-Tip was doing interviews and talking about how he was listening to The Chronic. Like he loved, he loved Dre's The Chronic. Mm. And you know, like you look at, you look at Tip's legacy in particular, not to like get too far away from the group in general, but like Tip is the person who like he found Meg the Stallion. Like she mm. he he's one of the big reasons that she's where she is now. He like shopped her to record labels and they turned her down because she didn't have enough Instagram followers. Like literally he, he did a whole interview about it. It's nuts. Story's crazy. He, he does the whole thing where he like says her name at the end where it's like I'm talking about Megan the Stallion and everyone's like, what? Like, <laughs> but like, you know, like he's That's just crazy. like he he he's always been someone who's kind of been like a bridge between different forms of rap music. Like he's always been that. Mm. And like, and, and like you can tell in the way that he makes his music, you could tell in the way that like Fife did. Well, I, I mean like Fife might've been a little more conservative mm. than tip was. I feel kind of, cause like he, you, you can hear it in just like the way he talks about rap. Like he very much prefers a specific kind, but tips kind of like all over the place. Like Ali Shahid Muhammad's all over the place, you know, like, mm. and like, that's the thing that really, you know, I'm um, like Sun Ra was saying, like, that's really what grabbed me about tribe too. Like it really just felt like everybody loved them. Like you mentioned the Beatles earlier. A lot of people call them the rap Beatles mm. and yeah. I could see that. Like, that's easy, you know, like mm. that's, 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 that's easy to me, but like, mm. um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. No, it's, it's interesting you say that about like uh, the, how he's the bridge. But even if you just look at it, and I know this has been written about loads, but just so we have this platform to say it on, they birthed a whole genre of bohemian 
abstract yeah. waves of hip hop. Uh, yeah, like them and De La Soul. Yeah, basically. Yeah, them and De La the natives trunks movement really the native tongues movement around yeah. that Dela, of course you cannot sleep on all that and i love how they come in and out of this kind of my songs i'm like oh yeah there's a lot of Dela in here and stuff like that and uh i mean you're talking just talk kanye you're talking fujis you're talking you know all these people and yeah. people who've sold loads of records so their music is and then they incubate incubated jay Dilla as well so you've got like that kind of yeah, weird man. moment in time where you have this next great coming from the gene paul of tribe and stuff like that as well um just so i can talk about how much i love them as well like i know sorry go on some go 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 no, no sorry. and right in between that he somehow he somehow finds a way to like be a huge contributor on mob deeps the infamous Dang which is like the last <laughs> thing of when you think of a tribe you know tribe is so sunny and warm and jazzy and analog and he takes all those elements it's not like he he flipped his style but he's just like yeah, I'm going to give this to Mob Deep and they're going to do their thing on it and it's going to be totally different. That's crazy. And you know, it's it to me that when I when I realized that I was just like, wait, what? That that mm. didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Drink cool. away the pa- drink away the pain is just like one of my, I I almost put that on my list. I'm not even going to front. <laughs> I love Drink Away the Pain so much, man. What what a great song. Yeah. Like. <laughs> absolutely. But again, that reflects another aspect to the multi-dimensional group that they are. Uh, they have this mix of, especially when you go back to that early run, you know, that kind of all time run that is all time. Like we've done it as well with yeah. Rob Percy. We did a be- best three album runs. He made an amazing argument for why Tribe Called Quest three album run is the best of all time, like let alone the nineties. Uh, so that run around that time, um, there's this mix of highbrow, your, you know, appealing to people who, you know, are a bit more outside, maybe, you know, a bit more like, wavy thinking like abstract thinking but lowbrow completely lowbrow like puns about (laughs) semen on couches sports references you know the best love song in rap history and it's about butts and you're like this is this is do you know what i mean like they, they do this and it's um I think that is one of the keys that is slept on with tribe because it's easy to sleep on it but because they have that high blow lowbrow and they're not just talking about they're talking about life you know confusing moments in life and amazing moments in life and dark moments in life and it's universal and that's the thing that's why it's truly relatable to someone who may not even uh, you know get into hip-hop and not only is it universal that oh i understand lyrics it's not just that message they make you dance they make you move you can't mm-hmm. not move to Tribe Called Quest music. So you've got all of that, like all these dimensions they're playing on, and it just rings true to what you guys have just said. So absolutely. Um, I need to just just touch on one. Th- and you're right. It's very hard to talk about Tribe and, you know, why they're so, you know, incredible. In that three-album run, I did say, listen to verses from the abstract. And he says, uh, people seem to bug because the beats are hard and gentle. And that line has always rang true for me on, on Tribe that's a perfect way of putting it. They're hard, but gentle. The, the way they do it, this mix, this alchemy they have, and you, we all talk about chemistry in that, but that uh, is is all there and everyone can read about it. But you know what really gets me? And I realise why I love Tribe, like how much I love them. There's a new film come out this year called Rye Lane. Have you watched Rye Lane, anyone? No, I haven't. Right. And I think it might be on amazon or something now i'm not sure it might be streaming somewhere but it's a british film and i'm watching it it's quite funny it's like yeah quite vibrant really like really a vibrant thing it is a very incredible eclectic <laughs> like it's, i'm like yeah i'm enjoying this one of the guys is from industry it's, yeah all good and then one of the main plot lines is them 
chasing down this girl's copy of a low-end theory as a plot device. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, this, I have been waiting on Letterboxd. I got a full more star because of it. I was like, yeah, this is incredible. They're using a low-end theory as a plot device. And I won't throw any spoilers out there, but how I felt when I saw that in the film and it elevated it is what that's tribe's like influence for me, where I'm like, I know how that character feels. If my copy of a low-end theory was taken by my ex... I'd I'd have to get that back. Either way, that's that's just yeah. out there for the people uh, who have watched uh, Rylade or not. Uh, go out there and watch it. It's great. But yeah, no, uh, I, I, we can jump into these moments now. Let me quickly jump into the live stream chat. There are a few people kicking off here. Let's see what we're saying. Aaron, I'm not going to count the love movement. Oh, why? I can see why. I can <laughs> why? see why. I can see why. <laughs> but from all the oh, albums God. before, that's that cool. there's only one song I don't really feel. And he said Sky Pager. We are oh. not going to get on, Aaron, in this conversation. This could go on <laughs> for a while, but I'm just giving you a spoiler. Skypager. Ah, uh, oh, fucking love Skypager. How many artists can you say that for? Yeah, four albums and just one skip. That's big. That is big. I'm <laughs> racking my brain. I can't think of many. Can't Doom? Maybe Doom, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe for me, MF Doom, maybe. Doesn't Tribe have five albums? I think he's talking about the run before Love Doom. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so he's, he's talking, yeah. I didn't, I didn't really have anything from uh, the 2016 album either. That's I, I, I picked one song from the 2016 yeah. album. <laughs> that album, and again, what an incredible thing this group have done. At the time I said this, that week I heard it, I was like, wait a minute, this isn't real. This shouldn't happen. This should not happen. An aged rap group, not one, group of them have come back, including Jerobe, and delivered something so, like, it felt important. It just felt important, you know, when it dropped. I don't know what you guys think to that, the the 2016 album, generally. I like it. It's very, very good. Um, I haven't really revisited it too much outside of the context of this list. Mm -hmm. um, but I say that, and one of the songs wound up on my top five. I'm not going to say which one it is, but like you could tell they, you, you could tell they really wanted to do this, and it wasn't just like a, mm. oh, we need to do this just be like, like, like you could tell it was important to them, mm. you know, and like just the fact that they, uh, it was, it was really dope to see them kind of take a. It was kind of dope to see them look at the people who they so clearly inspired, like like Tip literally name dropped Joey Earl Kendrick and Cole mm. on one of the songs. And I was like, yeah, you know, like that they're, they're the four, you know, like <laughs> I like less so Joey than everyone else at this point, because mm. he's kind of he's not bad, but he's just kind of over there. Mm. But like, especially compared to the other three. But, um, you know, like it was just it was just cool to see them in a modern context. Like it sounded it sounded so fresh, but so like them and like the Andre song and mm. Kendrick being on one of the songs like it, it's it just it just worked. I don't know. Like they've always had a thing for low end and bass and like it's and like the Elton John song. I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to stop. We'll, I'm, I'm going to stop. We'll be there. for. We'll be here forever. <laughs> but, I, but, but yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I, I need to go back to it. Like. I mean, for, for lots of reasons, some that were like just straight up like life in 2016 at the time and some that were personal, like that whole period of my life was just like super dark. So like there's no music from I barely go back to anything that dropped in 2016 from anybody. But I remember really liking it. But it was just like I, my, my head wasn't in the game like, yeah. Q, like Q4 of, of 2016. Uh, yeah, my, my mind was on funerals that, that at, at that point. So it was like I, I wasn't in the mind state to really appreciate a tribe called Quest, especially because like Fife passed. Yeah. So it just made me think of people passing even more. So I just couldn't really, I think like all I listened to was like 
Danny Brown's atrocity exhibition for like six months straight. Like that was the only <laughs> album. I, I love that album. Like Danny yeah, Brown's album. Brilliant. that was my mode at the time. So I don't, so I, I would need to go back, but then I was like, for this list, I was like, look, if I'm choosing five, it's going to be from the first four albums anyway. Yeah. Cause that's, that's really what I go back to. Even though I, I love some live movement, uh, some love movement stuff. Like mm-hmm. I love Redman and Nori's guest verses, especially. It's just like super great. Yeah, that's like more of I'm putting it down to Q-tip, but it could have been Fife as well, especially with Nori. But just mm. bringing in all of hip hop in, and maybe that some of their fan base wouldn't have understood, like say getting Nori Super Thug era Nori on it, or post um, yeah. post War Report Nori on it, but. That was Queens, and it made complete sense if you look at it from that perspective. So, mm. No, absolutely. It, this is, so for me, I still do revisit a lot of the cuts off that album. They're just on my tribe playlist. So I end up revisiting a lot of them and I have a few of them I would like to talk about, but we'll get into it, I'm sure. But like, the interesting thing for me is that kind of let's not sleep on the fact what their run, their initial run, like this is what Aaron's saying, that initial run, you drop, just think about trajectory and there are very, I could probably count on one hand how many people have done this, where you drop a kind of name-making first album that is like one of probably the most acclaimed albums they had, Five Mics, five mics in the Source, first ever album to get Five Mics, where Five Mics was a thing, like a real thing, a tangible thing. Yeah. And, uh, so you ha- the hardest follow-up you could do for a group, really. And then they revamp it with what I would say is a better album, a classic, and just sophomore slump in the mud. Don't need any of that. And then they define a- the era, pretty much, with their third album, where you're like, that's uh, that's pretty... It's, the legacy is crazy. But I'm just saying, this is then 2016 later, all them years later, to then bring an album that I'm still listening to. Yeah, very rare, as what, what I'm thinking. But um, So Aaron's got that. Oz, yo, 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 everyone. Uh, evening, everyone. Good to see Cam. Oh, thank you, bro. Uh, and the family is keeping well. Thank you, my man. Uh, big up uh, Dylan and Sunroar. There you go. You got some love there. Aaron, I was 12 and 13 when they came out, and I was the only white kid listening to hip-hop and I used to get grief for this, but Tribe with a group, I used to prove that hip hop was for everybody. Uh, <laughs> and it's true. It's absolutely true. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, 2016 was a big year for Grime, says Oz. Yeah, well, Sunroy, you, you, you know Skepta. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, Grime fit, fits in with that Danny Brown thing. That was not, uh, that that fit in, fit in with the mood at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair. Because that, that was the year Kanichiwa came out, right? 2016? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. That number song that that um I'm, I'm the one with Pharrell that like that shit was I I was playing that all the time mm. at that point. Look at that crazy was, song, Pharrell. He's even said it. I've heard. I've seen documentaries where he's saying we are all their sons. You know, tribe. We are their sons. Yeah. That's Pharrell saying mm-hmm. that. You're like, yeah, you're right. And then you think, like, you know, you listen to Q-Tip now, and we are. I love the voice, but how can someone be so nasal, right? Yet be so fucking mm-hmm. cool. Like, I don't yeah. know anyone. I don't know anyone in life who's nasal but cool. Two things that shouldn't really work, but they do so well. <laughs> it's amazing. I was going to say, like, relating to Pharrell, I don't know if anyone remembers that 106 in Park 
appearance where they ask him who his favorite producer is. Mm. And he says, JD is in like Dilla. Mm. And they're really thinking Jermaine Dupree for a second. And he goes, no, 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 no. JD, he did a bunch of tribe. He did all these things. I'm like, they're just looking at him. Like we have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. But yeah, no, I, this, this is what I'm talking about. The their tentrals are everywhere, aren't they? And one place right. before we get into the songs, there is another thing. I remember him, what was I reading recently that uh, yeah I, I forgot that there was supposed to be like this collab project with Outcast, and that yeah, man is like two supernova universes. You know you see the uh, ast- you know you see the space things and the two galaxies that are kind of like colliding. This, that would have been but they eat each other, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I just can't even fathom what that would have sounded like. But I've got a feeling it would have been great. But yeah, what what are we doing? Here? It's what if isn't it? What, what we Huma- humanity humanity doesn't deserve that. Like it's <laughs> like it's it, it's too good, too perfect. To, we wouldn't be able to. It it'd be like it'd be like when they open the Ark of the Covenant and they and their faces. It, we we wouldn't be able to handle that. Like it's it's too perfect. Yeah. Like the expectations are like. Yeah. You know, like there's like whatever Frank Ocean's next album is, and then like <laughs> Tribe and Outcast is like all the way up there type shit. Like, yeah, we, we, we I couldn't handle it. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I would want to hear more like Andre and Tip going really deep, mm. or like the big boy and Fife just like spitting game song. Like, they, both of those <laughs> options are perfect. Yeah. And they should right, just do them man. throughout the whole thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, God. Yeah. Imagine it. Um, there was actually, I was thinking, um, Another thing I want to talk to you guys about, because I heard it on a podcast this week, so I was just listening to what other people have said about Tribe, because I was like, yeah, and then, you know, everyone's got some really eloquent ways of putting, like, their music, more, you know, better language than I could use. And then I heard, uh, this is more of an American sports thing, so I'm not sure if you guys can clue me up on this. I may have the wrong idea here, but they, it was someone compared Tip and Fife to Patrick Ewing and John Stockton, and I've never heard that before and it can't i can't get it out of my head and i'm like wait isn't jock stonks john stockton's like for us in the football world in the soccer world it's like the boring andreas iniesta and i thought john stockton was creative but he was bored he felt boring mm-hmm. neither of these are boring but i don't know what you i just had to throw it and see if any us peeps or people on that side of the water might know a bit more than i do or if there's a better comparison i don't know oh man that's a good question i mean i'm def- I'm, I'm definitely more familiar with ewing than i am with stockton yeah. So I honestly can't speak on it. <laughs> oh, right, fair, fair. I think you can only compare Fife to Muggsy Bogues because he did it himself. Yeah. There it's, you go. <laughs> there we go. And that's what I like. The, you know, the connections. We're all connected. I love that sort of Brilliant. Uh, what else we got going on here? Uh, we got it from here. It's a really great album, says Jack P. And so much fun. Uh, and, non, uh, and none of it got anywhere near my list. Yeah, I know. Well, talking of lists, let's do this then. Uh, people in the live stream, drop your fives when I get to five. We've done this before, but when I get to my number five, drop your fives, and then we'll we'll all battle it out and have a little have a little chat. Oh, by the there's a subcategory here. I don't think I actually informed you guys, but let's try to see if we can tackle it. This all started because we were talking about a hundred songs to play an alien to teach at hip hop, not hundred nineties mm. rap songs, and then we decided to add another caveat, which is it's one per artist. So then I was like, well, that means I have to list all my favorite Tribe Quest songs, and then we got here. So. If you think there is a Tribe Called Quest song that is the best song to play to an alien to teach it hip-hop in the 90s, let's see if we can pick that out. My number one, I feel, is that, but we'll get there. But just that little category in there as well. And peeps in the chat as well, drop yours as we go along as well. Um, so let's get this started then. Let's get it started. Um, 
I'm going to start at 15, but I will whiz through these because I have a 37 track list. So it's ridiculous. But uh, <laughs> the ones that just uh, didn't get on, number 16 is Can I Kick It from 1990. Can I kick it? To all the people who can quest like a tribe does Before this, did you really know what I was? Comprehend to the track force, why? Cause getting mentions on the tip of the vibe buzz So I'm not going to talk about that, but that's that's there So if anyone's going to be like, oh, why, you know, you're not using it, it's obvious, or whatever But it's there, that's number 16 Number 15, for me, 1993, Midnight I went with Midnight mm. from Midnight Marauders you know the transaction, brothers getting lost in the weed satisfaction. Coming down the block, man, loudest. You would swear red man was inside the truck. As the night seemed darker, cops is on the hunt. They interrupt your cipher and crush your blunt. See, you left your work at home, so they patch you down for nothing. Why in the hell does 10 floor keep fronting? You push through the park, even though it's still dark. The kid is nice on the hoop. He said, I spot you, true. The night is on my mind. Such an odd, swampy beat, which almost has this kind of drunken feel to it, which then lends itself to the storytelling where it, you know, I don't live in New York. I've visited it only a few times, but in my mind, I've visited it millions of times through hip hop. But that feels like a real slice of like just... Yeah, this is what New York probably is like. Uh, so I've got Midnight at 15. Did it squeeze into anyone's top five or considering for their top five, any of you guys? It was an honorable mention for me. Like it was like one of three, but like, like I've lived, I've lived the story in that song mm. like dozens of times. Like, you know, like from, I don't even know, man. Like I always think about him just saying like head into the local bodega to wolf down a hero. Like, I can't tell you how many times <laughs> I've done that. I feel like I've done that at least like five, six times this year already. Like if not more, like, yeah, the song's great. Um, I love the beat. It feels very, it, it's it's like a humid summer night type of beat, you know, like with like, with, with like a tiny bit of breeze, but like, it's, it's, it's like hot and muggy and you're just looking for the next move. Like it's, it's yeah. Primo. Yeah. Love that. I think the mood that you're bringing up on it, like that comes back in two of my picks, but not that specific song, but like th those like kind of darker tribe songs that still have the warmth to it or like a really special chamber. And like, yeah, two of my picks kind of, kind of touch on that and we'll get to them later. Nice. Hell yeah. I love it when they go that way sometimes. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? It's just so good contrast in an album like Midnight Marauders as well. Like the way it's there, Only God Lives Through didn't make uh, any of these on that I'm going to talk about today, but that's another one where you go like, whoa, what is happening here? But I love it. Really trippy it out at times as well. But yeah, I think it was Alaska Adams who also said it's in his top five. And I just had to shout out Alaska because I was like, yes, I'm glad it's in someone's top five because it deserves to be. And uh, it's just an amazing story. Right up there with what you talk about, you know, with Ghost and Ray and uh, Jay Z, Wu Tang generally. And I'm like, yeah, the Tribe did it as well. Tribe did it as well, but just on different, just different way of doing it. Uh, and a killer Midnight Run reference. I watched Midnight Run again last month and I haven't seen it in about 20 years. And I was like, oh yeah, De Niro was good at comedy. And then I hear this song again. <laughs> yeah. Any Midnight Run fans out there, hit me up. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's my number 15. We're going to, we're going to keep this moving. Um, let's just see if anyone is uh, saying anything to Midnight in, in the, in the chat. <laughs> Oz, Andres Iniesta is not boring, Cam. I know, he is in my all-time 11 footballers. He's the opposite, but I'm saying John Stockton 
is the boring Andreas Iniesta. We're going to go down rabbit holes here. I already know we are. And I feel like John Stockton is a bit of a prick. I don't know. I've I've heard some things about him recently where I think he's a bit of a prick, like Carl Malone, right? I don't, I don't know. These guys, I don't, again, I'm not fully in that world, but I've just heard these things coming at me. Uh, so no, he's not. Carl Malone's an asshole. I'll confirm that for you. He's an asshole. Boom. There we go. So Malone <laughs> and Stockton, both dickheads. Unbelievable. Oh, this is, what was Utah Jazz in the mud? Uh, but yeah, and also, just as a fun fact, I call Iniesta Ian Esther when I'm walking around, just uh, talking about him, just because that's how close I am to him. I can make up his own name. Uh, Aaron, I can do four songs, but then I have to have 10 joint number fives. That's essentially what I've done, I think, Aaron. I think I think what you cut onto is my recipe, which is just add loads at number five. Uh, some of these guys had more in- integrity than I did and didn't do that, and I... I I've done this wrong roundabout way. Uh, but let's go to number 14 then. And a fan favourite, but for, you know, sometimes the obvious one should be up there. I've got a ward tour from 1993. Yeah. People give you air so I be sublime. It's enjoyable to know you in the concubines. Niggas, take off your coats. Ladies, act like gems. Sit down. Indian styles, you recite these hymns. See, lyrically, I'm Mario Andretti on the Momo. Ludicrously speedy or infectious with the slow-mo. Heard me in the 80s, JV's on the promo. Am I never in the quest to get the paper on the caper? But now, let me take it to the queen side. I'm taking it to Brooklyn side. All the residential questions who invade the air. Hold up a second, son, because we almost there. Anyone's five. Did a war tour make anyone's five? No, actually. Nearly. nearly uh, I mean, I love that song. It's just, I, I, I decide, I, I, you know, there. when it came to like my Midnight Marauder picks, like I know you mentioned Low End Theory. I'm like the Midnight Marauder stan right now. That's my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. And I had so much trouble choosing them. Like, it's it's probably worth noting the five that I'm naming. They're more chronological than this one's better than that one. They're all like kind of one A, one B, one C. I see. And so on. But uh, I, re- you know, award tour is just. I regret not being able to experience that live with the full group. Uh, I never caught. I, I caught De La Soul like three times, mm. but I've never just because of the vagaries of touring. I never caught a full tribe set. But I would have lost my shit to that live because it's such an amazing song. Mm. Uh, Dylan, have you what you what your feelings on a war tour? Like when I made my list, I had to tell myself like, all right, you can't really like try not to do singles if you can help it. Yeah. And it's funny because I have one single on here, but um, I seen I seen video of Q Tip and I think like Kanye perform it at like Brooklyn Hip Hop Fest. Like must have been like ten years ago at this point. Mm. Um, it always goes up live whenever somebody plays it at a show. It always goes up. Oh shit! I just remember something. I actually got the chance to see Tribe when they toured with Kanye on the Yeezus tour. At oh, Bar- I, not, I'm not Bar- I'm not Barclays. It was at uh, Madison Square Garden. Right, um, right, right. I, I cried the whole time. Like I don't know what else to say, man. Oh. Like they brought out Busta. They did Scenario. It was it was like it was everything you could have wanted. Um, oh, and I think they did a war tour. It, yeah, it's it's it it goes up every time. It's mm. you know like nice and sunny, super funny, super smart, like just. The whole package type shit. Like yeah. you, 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 you can't go wrong. Probably the most accessible, accessible song. Maybe even successful. I'm not sure. I think it's a single. It went quite high in the charts from compared to their other ones. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the reason I've got it in here as well is just sometimes you need these kind of songs, and I feel it more as I get older. Where you get, um, you know what? Not only is this just pure fun, but this is a real pure celebration of the artistry of the artist, and they're celebrating, and that hits me harder nowadays and i've had top fives we've done these a few of these and i think i've got some with biggie like with hypnotize like that's just a celebration of who that person is and who they are and of their sound yeah. and that's what a war tour is for me that's where it sits in that space for me where 
yes, this is them going global into a wider world and showing how hip hop, which is what's one of the best things about someone like Tribe and generally some of the greats in, in the genre is we won't bend to commercial whims. We're going to let the labels and commercial side come to us. Can I kick it? You can say, you know, it was very over here. It was everywhere as a kid, but, um, war tour feels like it's more their kind of finessed sound. Like they are just swaggering at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they know what they're doing. They know their way around a you know, recording studio. They, they can do this. And I think that's, um, that's what I always get from this song. And, uh, I, do you know what? I just love, and I love the lyrics, like just standard bearers of classic hip hop is something I just say and like, do that, do that, do that, 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 that comes out a lot. Yeah. You know, I, I'm ludicrously speedy or infectious with the slow-mo is it used to be just a thing I'd say just doesn't make any sense to me, but it's always like an adage to live your life by and describing something that's really hard to describe in a few words. And if you get it, you get it. If you don't get it, you don't get it. But like, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. And um, just as an aside, I have a six year old and I am trying to get them into this way of thinking and uh, tribe has been on for the last month in the car, it's getting nice hot weather. So we're driving to take him to football, driving out in the fields, you know, countryside. And, um, I've been trying to get him to do something with me. And the other day I didn't even ask, I just was this, I just driving. He went, um, you on point dad. He just said, you're on point, dad. And I oh, almost swerved. That's so good. <laughs> and I was like, yes, all the time, all the time. And I almost had to swerve. And I thought, um, hopefully it's seeping, you know, it's dripping down and he's going to get some of this as well. But a war tour is just filled with those. And yeah. Well, that's and, an interesting point too. Cause like, there's so many, I know like multiple dads mm. who like, they want to keep playing hip hop, but they got like young kids mm-hmm. and tribe becomes like a go-to, you know, group. And shout out my homie Steph. I just uh, I just visited him uh, in in Thailand, and I saw him and his sons. Mm. And like, yeah, all he plays for his kids is like Tribe and Daft Punk because like the kids like it, but he can still get with it. And yeah. you know, I'm curious to see how that's going to impact the kids as they grow up too, because it's such a positive uh, mm. positive experience without like being corny or anything. Right. Same. I agree. Like I was, I was actually looking through Midnight Marauders again last night and I realized that like, there's only two songs that are explicit on that whole album. I didn't realize that until about two, three years ago. Mm. Like I was re-listening to it again. Cause like, I think for me, I'm the person who switches between low end theory and Midnight Marauders. Like it depends on the season. Like but, one of them two is going to be my favorite, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, like, yeah, like there's only two songs on there that have curses on them. And yeah. like, I never even noticed it, you know, like that's how, you know, it works when like you don't even notice like they didn't even try they just did that you know yeah. and it just works so yeah you know like it's, it's 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 so natural and organic and like yeah kids kids love tribe like you know like i you know like people who are like younger than me i talk to them about it sometimes and they're like starting to get up on it and it's like yeah like it's mm. it's just one of those like universal things that like everyone like, like everyone can find themselves in a tribe song you know mm-hmm. that's the yeah. beautiful thing about it absolutely beautifully well put exactly that's it do you not sleep on that some of the best dad rap to play is native tongues absolutely just two more things on a war tour them drums are ridiculous by the way and i heard that mm-hmm. tip was talking about he sampled jade's um don't walk away i was like what no he didn't and i was like where's don't walk away in this and that that years later you know years and years later i was like did he oh god that's crazy but um two two things i, I noticed when i re-listened to it recently for this podcast um what they have brilliantly is balance. I find that word balance in tribe songs is really good of that smooth, 
or another word for smooth, but not subdued, but smooth versus amped and like hyped spectrum, you know, all that. And that's in this award tour has, has that kind of thing to it. Um, RIP Trugoy as well. And, you know, him being on this and man, that's just uh, the brotherly love between those guys was, was really real, including the documentary. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah. And, and just on that tip five as well, there's certain songs that he does this in, but this is definitely one of them. If you listen back to this song, Fife feels like he's actually bursting out of the song. Like the way he comes in, a buddy, buddy all over your face, where you're like, whoa, what, what? It just feels like he's coming through the speakers. And yeah, I don't know how they mix that, but that's incredible. Um, before I get to my number 13, let's see what people are saying. Uh, oh God, Jack P. A war tour was my number six. <sighs> okay. We're dealing with the right people here. This is great. Uh, Jack P, uh, Steve Piper. Uh, no, uh, it's War Toys was was in my honourable mention. Says Steve. Jack Midnight Marauders is one of my favourite albums of all time. It took so much for me to not make it all five from that one record. Yeah, which is absolutely fair. Uh, and uh, Aaron says I had the same issue with People's Instinctive Travels. Look at that. Two different records and yet the same problem. I love that. Absolutely love that. Well, this is going to go out to you then. Actually, my number thirteen. Because my number 13 is Footprints. The valleys of time are always on my feet. Elizabeth will combine the calluses and corns with a funky bass line. You won't need underdog for a nickel shoe shine on the shoes that sack. But can I get a level on the bass and on the treble? Footing up and down like a UNLB rebel. The answer be ambitious for we really dig acoustics. Can't be too much slacking, not too much backing. You must contain the neck at least to dip your hip and back. Your feet will be in function, so at least realize the fact. The rhythms are inserted and the nerves can be converted. The same rock. Cause the rap is in control If you're a mega star Will you buy you a car I'd rather go there footing Footprints I will be putting So Footprints from Instinctive Travels I said it at the top of the thing This ain't rock and roll Cause the rap is in control That line as a kid That is like yeah Fuck Nirvana like, come on, let's let's do this, you know? <laughs> and I love Nirvana, but you know, you hear that, you're like, yeah, the rap is in control. And that drum kick is insane. You know, but that, that whole thing, yeah, absolutely. Footprints, did it get in anyone's five or consideration for the fives? No. It, mm. no, no, I mean, I love people's instinctive travels. Like, I find it so crazy that that one usually gets relegated to number three because like pretty much any other group that would be like the number one classic debut that, you know, you never look back, you know, you, you never consider that something else could beat it, but right. uh, not, not that song in particular. I do have one from uh, people's travels in my list though. Love that. Yeah. I had, I, I had, I had one song from people's instinctive travels. That was an honorable mention, but I'll, I'll, I'll mention that later. Okay. Okay. Ooh, I like it. I like it. We've got so much to get into. <laughs> so true. But yeah, on Footprints, if you haven't heard it, it is that kind of, again, another woozy track, but that's just a preempt, pre like kind of preempting these absolutely hard drums I've talked about. But it's almost like a lo-fi version of Tribe, which is quite hard to say when they have Bob Power like doing so much of the incredible work in the other records that pierce through still yeah. today, you know. And um yeah, just the lyrics on it is crazy. I know Five came out before he passed and he was talking about this song and saying like Q-Tip's like pretty much genius like on this song. And it is that kind of knowing lyrics from Tip um, where he says something like, um, I've got it written down here actually, I'd rather go barefooting for prints I'll be putting all over the earth if we can get there first. Now that we're in it, footprints are being printed. printed. And they literally are laying the footprints for hip hop to follow in. And that is really, that kind of, just knowingness and confidence and braggadocio in 1990 should be kind of lifted up and celebrated, I feel. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Uh, hard but gentle. There you go. That that This is like uh, footprints. Because you know what as well? This is, this is another thing for footprints that I love is that Sean P called it his favourite song. Oh, and I think that's cute. I think Sean P said it in an interview where he's talking about hoodlums and like, you know, fucking street shit and saying, this is my favourite tribe song. And I, I hear, again, I wasn't outside. I wasn't there at this time in 1990. But I hear these things. That Footprints was a real New Yorker a real New Yorker song at that time. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty mad. And yeah, the fact that they've got Jesse Jackson on there as well with that kind of hook. And yeah, I, I, just, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something about that, 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 that makes me dream of that time, even though I wasn't in it, if you know what I mean. So yes, number 13, Footprints. Um, here we go. Aaron, Footprints came close. Great example of hard, but gentle. Boom. There we go. Look at this. We're all aligned. And this is where we get misaligned then, I feel, because I've already had someone chatting this out and saying this one shouldn't be in there. But I'm going to 1991. No, low-end theory as well. Number 12 for me is Sky Pager. Uh, uh, uh. Welcome to those who don't believe, see you late behind. Got a Sky Pages on all the time. Hurry up and get yours, cause I got mine. Especially if you do shows, they're coming fine. If you're with the G and you're sipping wine, eating catchatory with the twist of lime. Gotta meet your lover at a quarter to nine. Joint Bob Base, then you get your hind. If you get your hind, then mine's is next. The S to Sky page really stands for sex. People's going off like Don Trump gets checks. Keep my bases loaded like the New York Mets. Now, <laughs> come on! <laughs> I don't know. I don't think this is going to be in, in, in anyone's top ten, probably. But I don't know if anyone has this in there or in abouts or thoughts on Skypager before I dip into my reasoning. I just think it's really it, it's it's such a time capsule because like you could say that it's dated, but to me it's more about like capturing an era. And I mean, I remember the '90s like. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of kids that had pagers at school, but if you did, it was like, oh shit, he's got a pager. It's like <laughs> before Motorola's and all that. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it obviously it has like a nostalgic side to it now, but like mm. even thinking about stuff that tribe isn't necessarily associated with like the drug dealer culture with like pagers mm-hmm. and that it's like just painting a picture of the environment and stuff. It's, it's cool. And to do it in, in, yeah, like maybe more of a positive creative way and stuff, but um, still representing for it is still. Mm. Yeah, I agree 100% with all of that and like maybe one of maybe one of the most underappreciated baselines in their whole category oh. like the baseline on that shit is nuts man yes. like it just sounds so good I guess. Yes. like like you know like sky pager that was all before my time but like mm. Still, it's it's just like it just like you know, like Sun Ra said, it's all about it's all about like creating a mood and an atmosphere. And I could really feel I could feel the importance of a sky pager. You know, he says it at the beginning. Like it's it's yeah, great song. Love do, it. Do you know it's a great mean? intro to scratch too with the Q-tip vocal? Like, do you know the meaning of, of a sky pager? Like, you could really like <laughs> I, I like I was I was never a great scratch DJ, but I wanted to be when I heard that. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> there you go. This is what I mean. I think with Skypager, I see it a bit differently now as well because I see it in a way that um, it is that. What's he say again? Those who don't believe, see you lay behind. Got our Skypagers on all the time. That's just phones to me now, and that's what I feel like it is that extension of where oh, are we with consumerism? I'm not saying they're saying this in the song, but this is how I feel when I hear it now. Where I'm like, yeah, this is like a time capsule back to them. But have we really changed that much? This is exactly what we're doing. And what are we using it for? Sex and just getting ends, like getting sense, getting to where we need to get yeah. to. And I was like, this is exactly <laughs> what people on apps are now. And, you know, they're not getting off it. I see people, like when Tinder first came out, my mates who were single on it, you don't see them. You know, what, what is happening? So this is that weird kind of, <laughs> a bridge between them two that 30 years later do you know what i mean but i think um 
when he comes in, like uh, I'm standing on the verge, ready to flex, like all these old school eighties kind of tropes, but they're revamped in this two minutes, just two minutes long. So even if you don't like it, you don't have to skip it. It's only two minutes long. It's pure <laughs> tribe. And I would question, actually, I'm going to go on the front foot here in a minute. I would tr- really question anyone who's not putting this as a non-skip because it is such a truly magical and unique baseline. Now, tribe have got probably some of the best baselines in hip hop period, I would say. And yeah, facts. this is one of the best, like you said it right there, Dylan. For me, it's one of the, it hits hard as hard now, 20 years later, as it did on that first lesson, listen for me. And there aren't many bass driven tracks that do that for me. And the lyrics are kind of pass, like I'm passive to them. It's more that bass for two minutes. Um, and on that, one of the reasons I love this is um, all that I've just said, obviously already, but that crazy drum bake uh, that they use to intro the song, bang love that as well and then you have um this little journey they take you on and this is why i like love madlib this is why i love uh, knowledge's stuff and uh, obviously dylan did this amazingly as well but you know when you put a little bit of a journey in a song and it's not long but it just means so much to you because you look forward to it and it, when it's there it's like bliss yeah it's, like, it's what i used to call womb comfort it's like you're in the womb you're the most comfortable you're ever going to be is right there in that sack, just chilling. And that's what these little moments are. And there's when you exit the first verse on Skypager and it goes into this breakdown and then it comes into the next verse. That is just one of my favorite journeys in hip hop music generally. The batteries they use are called Duracell. They last for three weeks, so they do me well. Don't be going through no phases, my joint stays on. 24-7 from dusk till dawn. If you're in Costa Rica on a sunlit beach, you grieve for the viper, I can't be reached. And it's technicolor memories, lads. It's not like, oh yeah, I think it reminds me so much. And a lot of this is nostalgia, but that feeling of joy for hearing something in hip hop for the first time, go to around 49 seconds to 1.30 on this song and you're done. You're good. Like that mo- that little journey. Yeah. So Sky Pager, number 12. Hopefully I've changed some minds there. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> let, let, before I go into 11, let's see if anyone's got anything to have a go at me about. No, it's just Jack P saying the base of Sky Pager was nasty in the best way. There we go. We're all, again, aligned. Number 11 then. Let's get into it. Whew, this was top five for so long. I don't even know why I've got it at 11. I can't wait to see why this is at number 11. But yes, Steve Biko, Stir It Up, 1993. Mm, that's in my list. Oh! <laughs> got one. We got one. We got one. We got one. Linden Boulevard, represent, represent, Zen Tribe Corp Quest, represent, represent. When the mic is in my hand, I'm never hesitant. My favorite jam back in the day was Eric B for president. Rude boy composer, step to me, you're over. Brothers want to flex, you're not mad cobra. MC short and black, there ain't no other. other. Trinity born black like me, your long's grandmother. Tipping shot, they all that. Pipe dog ditto, honey, tell you, man, to chill, chill. Or else you'll be a widow, widow. Did not you know that my style's a top dollar? The five foot assassin, I can fleas off his collar. Hip hop scholar, since me and the hot you were duck. The hide of Muggsy Bowes, complexion of a hockey puck. Let me open the floor to you then, Sonro. Uh, where is it in your list and and why? As far, I mean, obviously, you have the intro before with voice that really sets the stage but just in terms of like an opening rap song on an album with mm. those horns and to me I, I think what really stood out the most to me I was saying like when I discovered the group it was slightly after Tribe had broken up and there were a lot of groups that I enjoy their stuff 
that followed in Tribe of Spirits, I'm thinking like Jurassic Five. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the really early Black IP stuff. I'm thinking of Black Alicious and People Under the Stairs, Rest in Peace, that is one. Like all of these uh, kind of like Sons of Tribe and Sons of the Native Tongues that came out. But when I listen to Steve Biko, I hear like all those groups trying to make beats like that. And with all due respect, no one did it better than that song. Like it's yeah. just chunky. Like the drums hit, the horns hit, the bass hits. And like some, I mean, I know a lot of that goes to, to Bob Power, but like Q-Tip is like this known perfectionist. And I can't, I, I just imagine him trying to get that sound that's like still dirty, still SP-1200, but also, you know, just clean. And like everything is, is well distinguished and it hits. And it's also like one of my favorite Q-Tip and, and five back and forths. They, you know. Yes. Just so many. I mean, I mentioned the height of Muggsy Bogues, complexion of a hockey puck. Like, I didn't know who Muggsy Bogues was when that when I heard that line. I had to go school myself on, it. and I was like, imagine you know comparing yourself to like the shortest NBA player, comparing your skin tone to a hockey puck, but making it sound like the biggest flex in the world. Like, yeah. it takes a lot of confidence and charisma and swagger to be able to like pull off that comparison in a positive light. Like. I can imagine someone else dissing him with that line and getting a bunch of laughs. And he just thought of it first and made it into like a celebration of who he was. And like, that's just brilliant. Mm. Um, you know, going, you know, Q-tip saying like throwing out the wicked, like God did the devil, which mm. is like some old Testament, <laughs> yeah. almost like roots reggae kind of talk, but making it really modern. Mm. You're dead. Like Presley is Ooh. like us, but maybe fight the power, uh, with, uh, Motherfucking and John Wayne, just like one of the mm. coldest. Like it's like you're saying, it's like we're in control. It's not rock and roll and all that. Mm. Um, and you know, just it's full of those little moments. Like when Q-Tip just starts laughing on the track, yes. he's like, "Tips, yes. what's the reason for the laughing?" <laughs> like we're talking about Tribe being a group that sparks joy, and like those are like all of these to me are just examples of like it's not like. I'm going in. It's like, oh, he's rhyming this multi-syllable with that, or like, it's not a technical. Mm. I don't have a technical argument, even though they're both great MCs. But it's more about all those intangible elements of joy and camaraderie, and mm. you know, sampling like cr- classic grooves, but updating them. It's it kind of sums up a lot of my favorite tribe moments to me. That I think that's what Steve Biko is to me. It's just like it's one of those songs where it's like if you know, you mentioned like what you what will you play an alien to mm. describe hip hop. Yes. I don't know if I could sum that in one song, but this might be the song that I would play like this is a tribe called Quest for me personally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely a manifesto type of track. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 like I just like the one the one five detail that always gets me is when he says he's a trinity born black like Neil Long's grandmother, like <laughs> just like not Neil Long, like Neil, Neil Long's grandmother. grandmother. <laughs> like that's such, it's so specific, you know. He was so Fife was so specific and so pointed and was like like he really had his thumb on the pulse mm. of like culture at that time in a way that like a lot of rappers did, but like he just made it so you know, like he just put so much personality into it. And like, mm. he just, nobody could deliver that shit. Like he could, you know, like mm-hmm. he was, he was just like a, he would, he, 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 he was lightning in a bottle, you know, like yeah. they don't, they like, uh, yeah. Great. Great song. It, 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 that, that one almost made my list. That was another honorable oh, mention. I love that. I love <laughs> it, that. It, it, it didn't make my list though. I think like, uh, I was going to say like, I think that Fife's like kind of sports and sex and just New York references, like, 
like I'm not from New York, obviously, but like as a as a kid that was listening to him, it was like that's what New Yorkers were like in my head. Like he gave me like this baseline <laughs> understanding what you know, just just having this passion for local sports. And I know it went like beyond like the major teams. He was like he paid attention to like high school basketball and all that. Mm. And yeah, it's 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 a a real special vibe. And he do, I don't think he does it much on this song, but like when Fife slips into patois bars too. Yeah, like yeah. that just extra. Like I I thought about that because you mentioned the Neil Long's grandmother line, mm. but it's just like it just is chef's kiss. It's just like perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. There, there, there are a lot of rappers who have like cited him as like an influence of being of like who were like from the islands or who are like West Indian in some way, and they're like we look to Fife because he never hid that, you know, like Love it wasn't that. something he was ashamed of, you know, mm. like Buster Rhymes used to talk about that a lot. And like, yeah, that shit's dope to me. Like, I love it. You know, like I'm not, I'm not West Indian in any way, but I grew up around a lot of West Indians. So mm. like, I, I, I always appreciate that too. You know, he's, he's just really unique. There really isn't, there aren't very many people like he was, he was kind of one of one in that way. He was like, he, he was like a blueprint type of rapper, mm. you know, there's a, there's, there's a lot of sons, but there's only, there's only, there's only one Fife, you know, mm. like <laughs> I'm going to dip into Fife a lot in, in my five. Cause there are songs that are signifiers of Fife. I feel compared to that first oh. album Fife, but yeah, sorry. So I know what we can say. I was going to say, it's also that song introduced me to who Steve Biko was, yes. which he yes. wasn't getting like, I mean, at least where I was, he wasn't getting like a whole lot of press over here, let alone by the time I got into hip hop. Mm. But I, you know, just kind of looking at the back of the CD and being like, who the hell is Steve Biko? And this is before Wikipedia or whatever. And like mm. having to find out and then eventually you run into, it and you're like, Oh, okay. South Africa, anti-apartheid mm. move all, all of that. And you realize that it was like, they didn't just name that song randomly. No, It was like an important shout out, but they also left it to the listener to discover what that meant. Mm. And they weren't like, you know, it could have been easy to just like info dump on people. And so it's like it's the title, it's one line. And if you get it, you get it. And if you get it later, mm. that's great. And, and they yeah. use that, his name as a hook and bits like that. Stir it up. Easy, yeah. Yeah. Stir, <laughs> stir it up with the Bob Marley yeah. reference as well. And I love that about this because they're coming Linda Boulevard, represent, represents it. They're doing all that. And then you're like, oh, where's the Steve Biko thing in this? And it never mattered to me because what I feel now when I listen back to it, especially now more, they do leave it and they are kind of braggadocious, that kind of rhyming, rhyming, like just fucking flow is amazing on it. Um, and a brilliant Pele reference, fair play to you. But Tip's flow is just all, like, just so funky, uh, you know, through this whole thing. But when you listen to it now, and even then there are these moments in these bars that are really about the deeper issues and that bit where um, they're surprisingly dark because that moment you talk about his laughter it's amazing when he laughs and he goes, yo, tip, settle down. What's the reason for your laughter? And then he comes in with, I can't really say, I guess I keep laughing from crying. And then he goes on this kind of amazing journey about like um, so much going on, people killing, people dying. But I don't dwell on that. What's it? I think I let my mind, elevate my mental. And um, thanks for these bars and the Beaker instrumental. This is what I mean. Like when he's doing that and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa what? So he's trying to, he, he gives that little nod to where he's coming from. And that's just more assured artistry. He's just assured. At this point in 1993, that's another reason why I love this song is the fact that, again, that kind of amazing trippy beat that just lives in your head kind of rent free. Like I'm sure like, you know, it's always there, um, but it's kind of shrouded in just confidence. It's just a massive confident banger that, do you know, you talk about aliens. If I was saying to an alien, which hip hop song would you set for your morning alarm? 
the horns on Steve Biko set the tone for your whole 24 hours, man. Like you are like, yeah, this is, and that let's not sleep on the tribe sequencing. Cause they are like, yeah, this is the opener. This is what we go into our classic album with. Um, so yeah, no, love it. And again, that, you know what? I've talked about this before on the uh, goat three album runs of tribe. We talked about um, one thing that tribe do, which is just brilliant. And once you notice it, it can distract you a little bit, but I'm good with it now. I'm good. But you notice that they love a beat cut and they were the best at a beat cut. Like d- rhyming, 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 bang. I'm going to cut the beat, emphasize the bar, bang, come back in. They do it numerous times, but they do it so well. And it works because it gives that stop start momentum to a song that keeps you like you think you're just nodding. You'll stop. Oh, now we're going again even harder. So on a physical level, it changes like, your actual moving, your walk and stuff. But I think um, on yeah. this, they do it, but they do it with a that he's just scratching and tips flow is not interrupted at all. And he just keeps going. And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, there's something about that feeling. Okay, I am recognizing that the voice inside my head is urging me to be myself and never follow someone else because the people. Are like voices, we all have a different console. Just clean out all of your ears, these are my views, and you will find that we revolutionize over the kick and the snare. The ghetto vocalist is on a statewide tier. I know we talked about chemistry earlier, but we'll go into the chemistry of them. But even just the dynamism of what they would do was, yeah, right up there. So, Steve Biko, yeah. there you go for the people who love Steve Biko. Uh, let's see what anyone else is saying. What, what we've got here a tribe called Quest represent uh, what a song, one of my joint fives. Oh, okay, okay. Steve Biko is my number two says Jack P. Where was it in your five then, uh, Sunroy, just so we got this? Um, yeah, like I said, I, I wrote mine down chronologically that I didn't really rank them just okay. because that was not something that I... Like, <laughs> honestly, I could have named five different songs tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. But I, I may, you know, not that you were, you know, twisting my arm or anything, but yeah. I just played like, all of them, you know, all the albums back to back last week. And I was like, all right, if I have to choose five, it'll be these ones. Okay. But it was more like... like a nice spread, a nice selection instead of, um, cause honestly it could have all been midnight marauders for me too. I love <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair. I love the restraint. I love it within restrictions. We find freedom sometimes. Right. So there you go. Aaron violence is not a forte. It's like to write kick rhymes like the skills of Pele. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's, uh, that's the Pele reference. And we all needed a bit of that in 1993. God, that's incredible. Fair play. And RP Pele. There you go. Uh, so let's do this. Then number 10, might be a bit of a surprise to some people. Uh, people who know me know this is not a surprise at all. And they're actually probably surprised why it's so low. But it's the soundtrack to many, uh, many uh, barbecues at home. And also reminds me so much of And One mixtapes. I'm going with The Hop. 1996. Now, oh, wow. Yes. Make it smooth like lotion. I lay up in the peace on the incognition. You gotta do the hop. You move to the beach, you don't stop. Now everybody here, you do the hop. Has anyone got any feelings on this? Was it anywhere in there, in their radius, the hop? No, actually. Not, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, okay, right. So let me let me fly. I'm a peacock right now. I'm going in. <laughs> let's do this, Mark Wahlberg, the other guys. Let's do this. Uh this this song for me 
it's probably one of the, I would say, kind of top 10 songs that make transport me back, like straight away to Beats, Rhymes and Life, which is, I would still say, the best album title that the album didn't deliver on. I still love the album, but the album title is so good. Like every one of my mixtapes was just labelled Beats, Rhymes and Life, Volume 1, Beats, Rhymes and Life, Volume 2. That's just, all my mini discs were just labelled that because I loved that it's just, yeah, you know, it was that close to get a tattoo with it. Do you know what I mean? So the album, I think, has got so many amazing moments in it. The Uma, Jay Diller, they're now twisting to that sound. It's 96, so it is a few years later. And in golden era hip-hop 90s, that was a long time, you know, to, to go three, four years, maybe three, two years, even two years, you know, of not delivering new music. So they switched it up. Um, I think the references are dated, yes, but the beat will forever remain timeless to me. Uh, they've got Kato Caitlin, Johnny Carson, uh, Pocahontas, all these kind of things where I'm like, yeah, it's a little bit dated. But it's that, and I'm not sure if Dilla is the producer on this because I think it might be the Uma, but... I just checked that Sid Rashad Smith actually did this one. There you go. So there you go. Ooh. That woozy, again, I've used that word a few times, but it is that kind of keeping it kind of wavy, I suppose. And it's just for me, massively ahead of the curve. This song signified what I'd be into 10 years later. At the time, 96, you got, well, you know what you got everywhere. You got, everything's huge at that point. Um, but it's when I got older and I realized, oh damn, no, this is, this is where I'm at right now in 2006, you know? And um, yeah, the hop is up there. Just the way that beat starts as well. They do this good thing about starting songs. They do. They can start a song well, Tribe, and they are so good at that. But this killer bass line doesn't come in until these beats go dung, da dung, da dung, and then bang. And then I think probably one of the births of why I love xylophones in hip-hop so much is because they have a xylophone in this that's just in the background. And this, again, might be instrumental to why I now have a playlist of flute and flute and uh, xylophone hip-hop. I just have that now. But yes, all the themes of Tribe you would love. You got the struggle, poverty, racism, they're speaking on that. But you also have some of Fife's hardest verses, I feel. Um, quotes all over the place, absolutely. And um, I think there's a tip line that always sticks with me where it's like, he he's commenting on this in 96 and it's tough to break through and say stuff about the music at the time. And he's commenting on rap in 1996 where he says, you, uh, you know, it's really killer, realer than you can imagine. Use every source of pain in my range to make it happen. Cause he's talking about like, um, you know, we don't have to do the killing. This is where I'm talking about. And it's really real, you know? And, um, and then you've got Maceo on the scratches and that's that De La Soul love, man. And you're like, yeah, this is still going in 96 where you've got this kind of just coming together. So the hop is in my top 10. Uh, I'm going to go to, if anyone is having a go at me, I'm a bit scared to see if anyone has a go at me. Uh, no, no. Aaron says the hop, definitely one of my favorites off that album. It just makes me smile and nod my head. And what more do you need? What more do you need in turbulent times than to just smile and nod your head? Uh, so there you go. The hop number nine. Oh, this is tough because this should be so much higher. When I think about the importance of this song, uh, I've got jazz. We've got. Do it for the strong. We do it for the meek. Booming in your booming in your booming in your Jeep or your Honda or your Beamer or your Legend or your Benz. The rave of the town to your foes and your friends. So push it along. Trails we blaze. Don't deserve the gong. Don't deserve the praise. The tranquility will make you unball your fist. For we put hip hop on a brand new twist. A brand new twist with a whole heap of mystic So low-key that you probably missed it But yet it's so loud that it stands in the crowd When the guy takes the beat, they bowed 
So raise up squire, adjust your attire. We have no time to wallow in the mire. Now, has yeah. anybody got jazz we've got in their five or no. we'll talk on it? Yeah, it's uh, it might have been it might have been the first time where I realized how important bass was to tribe. Um, mm. I love that song. That's one of that's one of my favorite instances of of tip and fife interplay. Like I haven't listened to it in a while, but like it's it's, it's a song I just know. If you throw it on, you can throw it on at any time marker. I'm gonna just pick it up and just do the whole thing. Um, but like, yeah, just like the whole, my favorite part of that whole song is like Fife at the end, like kind of saying fuck you to the label and, and, um, <laughs> just fuck it or, 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 or not even fuck you to the label, but just like shouting out all the people who worked on the project. Like that type of shit's really cool to me. Good ass song. I don't know what else to say. It's a great ass song. <laughs> that song has one of my favorite lines that another group used as a scratch hook too. Uh, cause the beat nuts used uh, Q-tips. Your mic and my mic, come on, yo, no equal. Mm-hmm. On, uh, I think that, I think it was their debut EP. I'm, I just I, I associate that line so much with Beat Nuts now because I played that song so much. But yeah, I mean it's it's a classic song. Like I mean when it, when you start getting into the low end theory deep cuts, like I don't you know we mentioned Sky Page or someone wasn't into that one. But I don't think there's a single song that I wouldn't consider like a valid choice for a top five because that album was perfect mm. and. Yeah, I mean, it's also, I mean, looking back at that era specifically, there was a lot of people that were flipping jazz and like fusion records specifically. But Q-Tip always had that that kind of way of finding like the perfect groove. It was never fussy. It was never like, oh, I'm going to show how much I know jazz and put a solo. And not that that's a bad look because lots of people got away with it. Shout out, Guru, rest in peace. Mm. Jasmine has that a little bit more and it worked out really well for him. Mm. But I always liked how like Tribe was like jazz, but it was still like breakbeat jazz. It was like, let me find the illest part of the jazz record that mm. maybe no one's paying attention to. Yeah, I love that. I love that you've done that. To be fair, I think um, I can see the jazz element of this a lot more in his connections between hip hop and jazz in his rhyming. I think in Tips mm. rhyming, they have that, he almost toys with this song at times through this kind of melodic abstraction in his cadence and what sounds like to me is improvisation. Now it may not be, uh, but it, I wouldn't be surprised if it is. And on top of it, you had that contrast with Fife, who at one point rhymes uh, speakers with Massapequa, which always got me. I was like, that is fair play to you there, mate. You're going, you're just wild in here. And I love that about it. And um I do remember there's a few things about jazz we've got. I think about like Pete Rock, like it was not if it's a fully his beat, but I think like he gets Pete shouted out at the end by Tip shouting him out, right? So Pete Rock's got a lot to do with this beat as well. I remember that with that line, what's he say now where, about the new Jack Swing line? What's the new Jack Swing line again? Strictly oh, hardcore um, tracks? Strictly hardcore yeah, never tracks. Jack Swing. Yeah. He had, he had beef with Rex and effects because of that yeah, line. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's, is it Fife's line? Like the, like even back then, like obviously they were like a current group and they weren't legends and all that. But like, imagine the balls on you to beef with Q-Tip of all people. This is not, this is not a violent man. Like, what are you doing stepping up to him? Like mad at a bar? Like, come on. I know. I know. Absolutely. I think it was um, at Naughty by Nature concert, if I remember correctly, that it's Tip's line. No, no, no. It's Fife's line, but Tip caught the straight. So Tip got punched right. in the eye. <laughs> oh fuck, man, that's so shit. That's so sick. But yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's got that history to it. I think the 
I mean, like you said, it's classic. Like if you love hip hop, you will love jazz. We've got it is timeless. Uh, we can say that a lot about uh, the, these tribe songs, but I think um, I think there's lines in it where it's mission statement. This is 1991. We are delivering on our mission statement, and I don't really mind if it's over your head because the job of the resurrectors is to wake up the dead. Like that line. Oh, any backpacker worth his salt is like, yeah, that is, come on. That, that's exactly what they're on about. You know, they are going to reach for that, um, you know, look of Lucian, like Lucian uh, intro is Sergeant Pepper. The intro yeah. to that is Sergeant Pepper. They know what they're doing. They are, their um, confidence and just, we are aiming to be the best. We're not aiming to be, you know, we're just here to do it for fun. No, 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 no. We're here. And if it goes over your head right now, you will catch up to us. And that confidence to be able to do that on something like jazz, we've got where the, again, the mission statement is there for everyone. The drums, the beat cuts. And I say the drums, that's like, like the drums, like listen to the drums on jazz. We've got uh, the beat cuts. I've already talked about, they do that on a perfect level, but then to change the, and I hate the word texture sometimes when it comes to this, but I can't think of another word right now. My vocabulary isn't that good. So the texture of the whole song, the vibe with this hook uh, of a horn, which is just so haunting like that. Just listen to the horn on a jazz we've got on jazz. We've got, and it's like, you're going down a foggy, like urban street somewhere where, you know, there's just kind of some dark shit happening and you're lamenting. It's a lamenting kind of horn. Like that's exemplifies everything about if you're not inventing jazz rap, fair play, you're at least perfecting it. And that's what Tribe are doing here, I reckon. And uh, big up Gangstar, big up Gangstar. But people who know Gangstar yeah. also know that a lot of their stuff was R&B. A lot of their stuff was funk. Yes, they did do like jazz as well. But I do think that Tribe perfect the jazz element of the jazz hip hop scene, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that yeah that horn, that horn in there sounds like, it sounds like cigar smoke to me. Yeah. Like it really, it, 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 it's, it's, it's just like so thick and like rich, you know, like mm -hmm. in, in that way. I love, I love, yeah, man, <laughs> I agree. Uh, you know that, man. And a little sample story. I'm not sample snitching here. This has been out for a while. Anyone knows, would know this anyway. But uh, I didn't know the sample, again, might be the Pete, Pete Rock demo that they recreated from whatever. But um, it's sourced from a Quartet Concept recorded at Cook County Jail. And I was like, I didn't know that. And it's uh, Jimmy McGriff, who I've never really heard of. But like, I think it was on Friday the 13th, they did this concert in a county jail and they took the sample off that and reworked it, which was like, oh, it even adds even a little bit more character to the song now. So yeah, jazz we've got. It's it's uh, probably in a lot of people's vibes and it, rightly so. Uh, before I move into eight then, we're almost at the five. Let's see if anyone has got this. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron just comes in with, that's just wrong. And I think you might be saying that jazz is at number nine. And you're right. It probably is. Chop my head off. You're probably right. Jack P, Jazz is in my five. Yes. Uh, stern, firm and young with a laid back tongue that aimed to succeed and achieve at 21. Oh my days. What bars. Just fire. You're right, Jack P. Um, Aaron, one of those songs where the delivery perfectly matches the beat and the snare on it is amazing, says Jack. Yeah, just one of the purest songs ever. That, I like that. Pure. Yeah, I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that as well. Cigar smoke and pure. I love that. Uncut. Yeah, you know, man. Number eight, then. Let's get into it. This is a production 
masterclass to this day. It veers into the stuff of dreams for me, and it starts off with a man squealing. So if you think about what I've just said that first sentence, and then think how it ended it, think about that for a second, and then you're talking about lyrics to go. 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 Go. Going on and on to the rhythmic variation Waking in the morning, I still represent the nation When I speak a nation, please don't make the deviation Rebels of the party who create the drum sensation Mind is a pit of different information Microphone is on, so I cause communication Now lyrics to go yeah. Anyone got lyrics to go in and around their five? I do Oh! Yeah, <laughs> I do Bro. <laughs> I almost put it in. I, I chose uh, I chose two other ones from Midnight, but I'm glad someone did. Cause... Yes, speak on it, Dylan. Damn, like maybe my favorite, maybe one of my favorite Q-tip beats ever. The Mini Ripperton sample is everything to me. Like just like that whole like the fact that I didn't even recognize that it was like a woman singing and like vocalizing in that way, and just like. You know, it's just such, it's, it's such like a heads down, we got a mission to do type of song and mm-hmm. Tip and Pfeiffer just like so focused and like, yeah, like I think it might be the first time I'd ever heard someone say shitted on a song <laughs> in that way. And that's and and that's like very popular New York slang, like New York, Jersey, like I'm from Jersey, mm-hmm. but like it's the tri-state, like like we're all connected in that way. But like but like that's such a that's an iconic song. Like mm-hmm. that's like that's like that's like a single that's not a single you know like it's like a, it's it's like a b-side that might as well be a single mm. you know like it's it's like one of those to me it's like a foundational like i feel i you know like i feel like most people who talk about tribe and mention and don't mention like the big ones like check the rhyme or can mm. i kick it like mm. that's the one that's like oh this is the not single that you should hear right now like mm. lyrics to go is just it you know like people have named whole projects off of that one song you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's crazy. Like yeah. it's so good. Yeah. That beat is, I don't even know if the word's ethereal or not, but it is like, Ooh. it's a, it's dreamlike. It's dreamlike. And I love yeah. how you, and this is probably coming from where you got into Tribe to begin with. Cause in the doc, I believe that they talk about how he sampled Minnie Ripperton and stretch that note out that then becomes the whole song. And then you've got someone like Pharrell. That's where Pharrell is saying like, yeah, that's hearing that song. We are all tip sons kind of thing. And you're like, it is lyrics to go where you have that just moment of magic. It's a magic. It's just magic on, on wax. If you know what I mean? And I think that um, you have the beat, which is, as we said, amazing. But I also, what absolutely comes through today is the way tip drives forward through this whole song and keeps this real propelling momentum to it which just changes your mood like that song could be lots of different things it could be subdued it could be a bit more softer but it isn't it's just this kind of driving forward and it's a really interesting tension or like dynamic they have and again the dynamism is right there for you this is genius level music to me uh sunraw have you uh, what are you saying to the lyrics to go I mean, we're talking about the beat, like you have the vibraphone in the main part, but just the way they loop up that electric guitar at the beginning and on mm-hmm. the hook. Like, I just remember like the first time I heard that, I was like, what? Because it's just such a small part, but like 
they managed to loop it in a way that it keeps having more and more impact. And mm. yeah, it's to, to place it at the end of the album made a lot of sense for me too, because it's yeah. almost like an encore. You just feel like they're there and they're like, they're just showing their ass at that point. They're like, yeah, we dropped this classic <laughs> album and now we're going to give you this. Like you thought it couldn't get better, <laughs> but just wait a minute. We got more. We're still cooking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, there's, there's a few songs that I regretted not making, you know, not quite making my list. Mm -hmm. That was one of them. It, it, it would have been the one that I had for Midnight Marauders because it's just mm. like electric relaxation might have also taken that spot. But, you know, Min Midnight Marauders is too dope. <laughs> yeah, we can go. I got you, but I got you. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, there we go. Lyrics to go uh, right up in there. Uh, Dylan, Dylan, did you have it in a spot in your five? By the way, just so I, just so I know, kind of like raw. I actually just kind of did mine chronologically. Um, that's that's all it was, good. It was it was it was it was hard enough to even just pick like five <laughs> songs. So I was just like, okay, like let me just pick out the five that are kind of reaching that, that are kind of talking to me. Yeah. At this point in time. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. But, um, but 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 like but like if if I had to say, it'd probably be somewhere in my top three. If I had to, you know, like, gun to my head, top mm -hmm. three song, I mm -hmm. think, mm -hmm. or is... close to it. I, I, I don't know. You know, like it, it's, it's, you know, like it changes with the fucking seasons. Like I don't know. <laughs> this is why I love <laughs> like... you, bro. You tried, and it just sometimes got through. I love it. I love it. That I love that. <laughs> so yeah, lyrics to go. Lyrics to go. There we go. Let's see what everyone's saying. Um, oh, Jack P. I've got the lyrics to go in my five as well. Steve Piper. Lyrics to go is also in my top five. Uh, all my five are clearly comes nearly runs says Jack P I'm so sorry uh, like we said this could be it's not really five they're all joint they're all in there really aren't they Aaron Lewis to go is easily top five look all oh, wow we so many great lines and that mini repetition sample is genius the beat is so cold says Jack you're right this is what I'm talking about that this is I'm glad that it's right up there because again it was for me back in the day as well and uh, maybe just one of them things because when you get to number seven now we're having trouble here ten minutes before we logged on I changed my number five and this was my number five and I was quickly just resorting things in my head and I changed about two or three times and this was five and now it's somehow dropped to seven I don't know why it is but it is here uh, boom kaka boom that's how they go because this might be Tribe's most underrated song I would say and it is Youthful Expression from 1990. Get the force like Juan Kenobi. Force is teaching, beats are screeching. Holly plateaus, we aim for reaching. Now, to that song. Yeah, it's a dope song. Let's go. Is is anyone, is anyone, what you got to say on Youthful Expression? Is it in anyone's five just by chance? No. No. Now, Youthful Expression, it is one of them, I think it may, it's so high because I think it stems from me being a bit of a dickhead as a kid. Because I was a bit of a dickhead as a kid where everyone was listening to Tribe and no one was talking about footsteps or youthful expression so i'm that guy going yeah but rhythm rhythm is the and rhythm is an incredible song it is but you know it became that i became that guy for a while in my in my you know younger years where i'm like yeah you don't really know tribe until you've really heard rhythm or like you know um, all these kind of deep cuts and youthful expression is just one that's lasted with me after I stopped being a dickhead and realizing everyone has their own, you know, tastes and stuff like that, that youthful expression just still is in my playlist, in my kind of top 
top, top tier. Like there's moments in Tip's history for me. He'll just say a little thing and kick into a verse and it'll always get me. I think it's the song we've already talked about where he's like, uh-huh, then comes in. And there's always moments at that boom, kaka boom. When he says that, I feel it. I feel it. I feel that in my soul chakra. Do you know what I mean? Like I've I've come I travel journeys with that. Epic combos, hear those bongos, boom, kaka boom. That's how they go. We ain't nomads, but we real glad. And there's the crashing symbols at the front, and you think, oh, I know what kind of song this is gonna be. Of course, yes. And then the climate change of it, but I've figured it out about 17 seconds in, not 15, about 17 seconds in. It's soul shaking. It's a soul shaking climate change of a track. And then you've got the accordion that comes in and it's this really volatile, funky mix where there's no handbrake turns in it. It's not really jarring. It's quite mellow as a journey of music, but it's so different. And I just love that. And you know, I talked about journeys of music here is another one for me. And this is probably why it was in my five. It is pretty much based on 10 seconds of the song. And then I realized, can I really put something in the top five if it's just based on 10 seconds? But there is this moment where you're in this journey of the song. It's incredible. And it kind of melts away. It kind of just dissipates away. And there's a piano riff that comes in, which is only about 10 seconds long. It then goes and the song comes back in. And that to me is the most blissful type of hip hop for me. And it wraps up a lot of the stuff of Love That Tribe, where you can listen to this stuff for 30 years, which we have been doing, a lot of us, and you still find those moments. And you're like, yeah, that's still, yeah. Maybe as a kid, that didn't really matter to me. But now I'm 40 odd years old with a kid, that's how it feels to me. Yeah, that's youthful expression, right up there for me. And I think it was Blockhead who actually quote tweeted me and put this in his five as well. It's like, yes, I have even more respect now for people out there who put it in their five. But yeah, there we go. I think there's some lines on there. I've got to just come out here because some of these bars are absolutely ridiculous. What's he say? Look at this for ahead of the curve. Body's healthy, mind is wealthy, thoughts they flow. They just propel me to be a native, to be creative, original, whatever, designative, whatever he says. But that, you know, yes, mental health. This is what you need in those days, you know, and, and when there's gunshots firing off in every music you listen to, and there's Biggie getting his dick sucked on one thing and big pun over here, jumping on a bed, squeaking forever. Sometimes you need some mental health advice and tip and tribe are there for that. And I love that. And uh, yeah. just, what's he say here? But the Obi-Wan Kenobi reference, like, come on. Uh, yeah, just lots and lots of great little bars in there. Uh, and yeah, there you go. So um, yeah. Even Jerobi comes in with that like little interlude that I feel adds so much to the track too. And like, he yes. obviously didn't, you know, he's like an occasional contributor and everything, but it's like just a couple of words add so much more to the track. And I'm, that's one of the cool things about not just tribe, but maybe that whole era was the group dynamic where it's like, not everybody had to have the same amount of verses, the same amount of bars, but everyone could kind of contribute their little thing and it made for just these great records. And, mm. you know, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I miss old hip hop. There's like so much stuff that I like that's out today, but I do miss that element. And I, I remember I brought it up 
when it came to mock recently because he's always got Fahim and he's always got Drew on and stuff and they might not and like even some other people that are around and they just drop these little things and I feel like that makes for a better mock record mm. I know people are like oh I just want him and him alone on the record yeah but I you know for me hip-hop it's like having your homies around and like adding in those little contribution because that's what really makes the vibe to me yeah do you know that rings true in some of these lyrics i'm talking about though this is what i loved about the native tongues movement and i still love it now and it's so easy to just kind of not think about it and be passive about it but there is this moment of your peer of peerdom of like your peers lifting them up and and being there and i think there is that still in hip-hop but what's he say here we aim for reaching tribalization freaks the nation and massive peers in celebration that's what they're about that's exactly what they're about on this song and again talking about what the kind of context they live in where he says busting caps finger snaps i prefer the second for ghetto tracks and you like busting caps or finger snaps which one do you prefer and that kind of thing in these little gems as well as like having their peers around man you can't sleep on that and i, and I love that about tribe and i also always always hope i have some sort of youthful expression in the work i do and that's again in the title of the song so there you go uh, youthful expression number seven um what we got here uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. the beat is so cold oh no Aaron you thought expression is his number oh right no 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 okay number two it's not his number two I don't think please please let me know Aaron if it is number two uh, Aaron don't know why that song is just special to me oh it is his number two so funky and I cannot help but just move with it I love you, mate. I'm so glad you're on Patreon with us. This is great. Uh, Oz, we need to get Blockhead on the pod. Yes, we do. You're right. Probably just talk about this song for an hour. Let's do that. Uh, but yeah, so yes, absolutely. Uh, now we've had a bit of a love-in and we've talked about peers and, you know, all being friends. I think this is where I might upset a few people because my number six, which should really be in a five, really, if you think about it, is Electric Relaxation. Honey, check it out. You got me mesmerized. With your black hair and your fat ass style Street poetry is my everyday But yo, I gotta stop when you drop my weight If I was working at the club, you would not pay Hey yo, my man Fife Diggy, he got something to say I like him brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, and Haitian mm. Name is Fife Dog from the Zulu Nation Told you in the jam that we could get down Now let's knock the boots like the group H-Town You got DVD all on your bedroom wall But I'm above the rim and this is how I bore A gritty little something on the New York street This is how I represent now, has anybody else, before I catch a stray or anything, has anybody got electric relaxation in their fives? I came so close to putting it in, but no, <laughs> I didn't. Like I said, like I said, I really tried super hard. I don't think anybody's going to guess the single I put on my list. But, I thought um, that would yeah. be in there, Dylan. I honestly nah, thought this was It was close. In. Yeah. It was close, but nah, 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 nah. Okay. Yeah, same. I, I considered it. It's definitely in my top five songs where I wondered what the hell the hook was because until <laughs> I got Ego Trip's Big Book of Rap List. Mm -hmm. I was like, I, I was one of those people's like, relax yourself, please, piece of clam. And I was just like, I, I was there and like, they're abstract enough where I'm like, he could have said that. That could just be slang that I'm out. And then like, I read it and I was like, I couldn't, you know, at that point I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, some beautiful that's some balloon my state shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Ali Shaheed came out actually and said it is uh, settled down, isn't it? Where he goes, uh, yeah. I think he was at some place. He was he was even talking about it as well. So yeah, absolutely. And I think um, getting rap lyrics wrong way before rap gene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> shit. Yeah, shit. but this was so hard. He mum he doesn't even mumble it. He doesn't even say it properly. But it didn't matter, did it? It didn't matter. Oh. Electric, the beat is so bewitching. 
And uh, it's just one of the most bewitching songs I've ever heard, I think. Just the beat alone, where it augments that kind of looped up kind of bass line it has in it. And like in the other song we just talked about, I think there's not even a bass line, it's just a bass kick. And you're like, this is weird. In this one, there's a bass line in it. And I think, um, yeah, I, lo- I-, I love, but then, you know, the line itself, and it is that kind of, this could be vulgar and like just be a bit more masculine in a time of masculine hip hop, hyper masculinity kind of thing, but it balances it out. Again, balance, it's all there. And they comes in with like, you know, I couldn't drop dimes because you couldn't relate. When you think about that now, there's a lot of anguish in those lines of just unrequited, like kind of law of attraction, you know, like you couldn't relate. I, I would have dropped these dimes otherwise, but yeah. And um, yeah, I just, yeah. What, what more keys of electric relaxation it is just everywhere, isn't it? And, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. What, what, what do you think, Dylan, to generally the song? Do you have any takes on it or, yeah, anything like that? God, um, maybe uh, maybe some of the best bars of either Tip or Fife's career. I mean, you already said it earlier, the mm. bust off on your couch and you got Siemens Furniture's <laughs> on there and fucking, um, I don't know, man. Like, they were, uh, I have a very, I have a very weird relationship with rap love songs. There are a lot of rappers who should not be rapping about sex or romance at all. You sound corny. You sound gross. You sound creepy. You got to stop it. But How like, you talk about Nas like that. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see, you knew, you knew. Um, it's, it's it's a lot of people, but he's one of them. But like, Tip and Fife were always like, like everything about them being like just just them macking. It's just like it's real. For the most part, they have a couple that are a little iffy, but like for the most part, it's like real smooth and real playful and Mm -hmm. just like, you know, like respectful to a point, like, you know, like a little a little while into a point, Mm -hmm. like they just kind of once again, we're talking about balance before, like they really got that balance of like, Mm -hmm. you know just like being you know like being a player but also being like a little more intimate and a little closer and like Mm. this song is that and (laughs) i'm laughing thinking about it every time like like the Siemens furniture line is great, but like the one that always gets me is when he's talking to his, um, when Fife's talking to his lady and he says, let me find that little man from inside the boat. <laughs> Cause like, that's just such a, that's such a crazy way to put. Cause like, I think I had heard like either like a friend or like someone say that to describe what that is. I'm not going to say it, but yeah. like, it, it, it was like, I, I was like, huh, that is what that is. Isn't it? Like, you know, it was, <laughs> It's just, it's just like, you know, you know, you know, like they just had these ways of making this like regular everyday shit just sound so mm. fly and like it just works. You know, yeah. I love. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, you know, it's one of their most iconic songs in like the sense of like, you know, like it was a single. Mm. It was like a huge hit for the, or, or maybe not a huge hit in terms of like chart positioning. But like mm. that's like one of like the quintessential tribe songs that like everyone knows electric relaxation. Like, like yeah. if, if you if you've heard you've heard the beat, if, if you don't know any of the words, you know, it's exactly. just one of those. Exactly. I think um, it might also be like like not one of their most covered songs, but like Freeway had a hit off that Ramsey Lewis sample after that. Yeah. Mm. So J. Cole. Yeah. Yes. Mad, so, oh yeah. So did J. Cole. Mad Lib kind of remade the groove on one of his jazz his yesterday's mm. new quintet jazz CDs. So it's like it has that kind of like it, it even if it's not their biggest sim- single, it went far in the community kind of thing. Like other people like picked up on it and like Absolutely. paid homage. Mm-hmm. yeah it. and you mentioned um that song you're talking about mystic bounce that's actually from um mad lib shades of blue i only ah. know that because i only know that because I'm, I'm 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 a shameless plug i um i just wrote the liner notes for their um for uh vinyl me please's 20th anniversary reissue of no, shades of blue book. so it's 
thank thank you but yeah no nah, like That's mystic amazing. mystic bounces yeah I, I i i i'm not i'm not trying to fucking suck my dick too much but yeah <laughs> that was i love i love that song so yeah i just yeah, yeah. Shout, out, shout out to that sample that sample is beautiful yeah you, you said that right as my girl walked by <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of show we are I'm sorry <laughs> where the girls disapprovingly no, walk no, by I, I just needed you to know I started cracking up I was just <laughs> <laughs> I was saying this is exactly what we're at the partners disapprovingly walk by as they listen to uh, the show happens to me all the time my man that's like wife is just like are you is that what you really talking about it's like people seem to like it so there you go but they, this is the high brand lowbrow of tribe has seeped into this sometimes we're highbrow yeah, sometimes man. we're lowbrow but again l- listen to the lowbrow on this like okay it could come across really corny the seamers line but it doesn't it comes across brilliantly and and kind of classic and so much quotable bits but pound the poo tang till it stinks is like come on man like you know we didn't did we need that tip did we really need that but that's to put hardcore it, man yeah but then you're putting it in electric in this relaxation song where it's fine because the song is that good. And uh, yeah, this is, um, again, this was actually, uh, just as a tip to the 100 uh, songs for an alien, this was our tribe song to play to an alien because it was quintessential tribe. And I do feel like the music was just used on loads of stuff. Like you'd hear the music everywhere. Like you said, you've heard the beat. But even if you don't know, you've heard the beat. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, Electro- electric relaxation. There you go. At number six, that was a five, but it's at number six. We're going to go into the five now. Let's go. People in the live stream, please drop your fives. Uh, I'll go into my number five. Uh, let's have a quick look if anybody... Um, yeah, Aaron is saying that uh, uh, Youth Expression was number two. This is one of my 10 ties for number five, says uh, Aaron for relaxation. Uh, just missed out on my five, says Jack P. Uh, like we said, the Mystic Brew sample is superb. Uh, and the whole song gets your head nodding and heart pumping. And yeah, that's exactly what you want, isn't it? That's exactly what we need. Right, so number five. It's number two on my playlist because it just gets me amped. But right now it's number five. And this is probably Five Dogs starring role where he really went to the next level for me. I think people might know what I'm going to talk about. It is bugging out. That's on Ooh, my- yeah. Okay. Has any so Sunroll's got it on his five? Uh, yeah. Dylan and your five? I don't. Not on my five. Great song, not in my five. So, Raw, tell us, tell us more. Why did it make your five bugging out? I mean, you just said it like it is five stepping up. I'm an equal contributor to the group moment, mm-hmm. uh, which really redefined the course of what a tribe called Quest did. Microphone check one, two, what is this? Is I there are very few better opening lines mm-hmm. in hip hop. Um, you know, to the point where I do these monthly they're not battles, they're beat showcases with loop sessions. And they've got a London chapter now, so I'm shouting them out for any UK side listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the host, Schmings, the shout out Schmings, he's the homie. He starts every event with microphone check, one, two, what is this? Because that's 
that's how you set it off. Mm-hmm. But there's just so many more amazing lines. I mean, like I float like gravity makes no sense whatsoever, <laughs> but it sounds amazing. Really doesn't, really <laughs> like doesn't make any sense. That's really not how gravity works. <laughs> right. <laughs> But uh, but he never had a cavity, so exactly like, <laughs> such such strange things to boast about. That's what I love about this yeah. song. You talk about Universal. I've got a lot of cavities, and I can't boast about that. So he already overdid me. I was like, oh yeah, he never had a cavity. He's a five foot assassin, some roughneck business, and you're like, this is so weird that as a person who is, let's be honest, below average height for a male, I it's it's a nice thing to hear someone saying I'm a five foot assassin, you know, and the five foot freak. And it really helped people like me out a little bit. I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's fine. We can still be that. Do you know what I mean? And you, you've got a lot of this with, with uh, I think, five. I think this is probably his goat verse. I think this might be my favorite five verse. And I'll never, ever forget the jazz we got video because as it kind of ends around I can't remember that three minutes maybe in it's quite a long time in and then it's just like five doggers yo check this out and then bang you're going from this black and white video to this massively technicolored like eyes are popping out like they've got this stuff in their eyes and they're bugging out they're mm-hmm. literally bugging out and the the visuals are entwined with the actual song for me as a kid uh, and just thinking who are these people and um yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dylan, anything else you want to say about bugging out at all? Like just the fact that, I mean, like, you, know, you know, like to echo what y'all said about the song, it's just like, you know, that was really, I mean, like people knew Fife was, people knew Fife was dangerous, but that's one where it's like, okay, this is like, I would say that that song did for him what Scenario did for Busta. Yeah. Yes. Honestly, yeah. you know, like yes. that's like, yeah, like it's, 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 it's one of those like show and prove like mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing. Like once again, like iconic opening line. Like that's up there with like breaking bread, ribs, hundred dollar bills, and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like I typed a te- I typed a text to a cutie I used to see from the international players anthem. And yeah, yeah. I could sit here and I could sit here and do iconic first song lines of, but yeah, like it's it's one of those. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's like one for the history books. Like that's one that's like you like you could teach a class on that song yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know like yeah. you you could teach a class you could like you, you could like run a cypher off you could just play that and everyone's going to be amped you know type yeah <laughs> yeah that beat is ridiculous and what's he say styles upon styles of song styles is what i have and you're like yeah like yes but it, it, to be fair i don't think five had that many styles he, he kind of stuck to his lane quite well but it's, <laughs> yeah, it just sounds fine. great and uh honestly we talked about baseline i think a lot of my that love is for it's astonishing. Even now when I listen to it, I'm like, oh no, this like, you know, there's no doubt this is just going to be one of the best songs of all time. Just because it, like you said, you could play it to kids now and it doesn't matter. You're going to move to this because it just has that about it. And, um, you know, the funny thing is I was listening to, you know, you have like self-deprecation from Fife on here that we talked about. And I was listening to, I was reading something on him, one of his last few interviews. And he's talking about like, what's his, what's he saying? I never walked the street thinking it could all be about me, even though deep in my heart, it really could be me or whatever. And that, that line that he comes out with, it made me feel when he talked about him being a lonely child and saying like, when I was a kid, I didn't have many friends because I was kind of on my own. I think it's like twin died at birth or something. And it's that kind of prospected loneliness. 
actually he said it helped him out a lot he said you know i would be on my own in the bathroom kind of showering and just kind of just rhyming on my own because i just had myself and then when you hear him on something like this you're like wow it's pretty astonishing how you've you've matched this beat like that's a hard thing to do this beat is so good you know that you've actually just put yourself right on top of it and you've ingrained into it and it's um yeah bugging out man what a song what an actual yeah incredible song yeah there was another there was another line that i singled out that kind of touches on that because it really I, like it stuck with me for years when he says like soar off to another world deep in your mind but people seem to take that as being unkind like i was a real space cadet kid like i still kind of like people say i still am but like i was not the kid that paid attention in class i wasn't a troublemaker but like every report card they'd be like yo your kid is spaced out your kid is spaced out so like to hear someone kind of express how i felt where i was like yo i'm not trying to i'm not trying to be disrespectful to anybody and i'm not trying to be mean but like i am in my own world which like big surprise i'm a music fan now and all that but to hear that expressed like at that time so clearly like that meant something to me personally and that was kind of what put this song like over the top to make it in my five i guess that's amazing that again you know what a line that maybe has passed me by that a little bit and now i'm going to really listen to that song again and be like yeah that's a really interesting way to again appeal to that kid in the corner in the classroom you know as well as the that's the thing about tribe right they appeal to everyone they are so universal we talked about it earlier and you're like yeah even the kids who haven't you know are like that yeah it's amazing fair play man i love that um so before we go into oh we've got some top fives coming here so let's just dig into these so I get to my number four. So Aaron, my top four, because I can't pick five in any chronological order. Youthful expression, description of a fool. That's a good shout. Great shout. That one is in my five. That one's in my five. Oh, boom. Right. We've got to talk on that. We've got to talk on that. Right. So we've got uh, description of a fool. Uh, Jazz, we've got lyrics to go. I'm going to come to you in a minute about that. Description of a fool. Jack P, Minor, God Lives Through, number one. Oh, what a song. What a song. Uh, Steve That's B. on mine too. Oh, God, my God days. Lives through, what mine. This is what God Lives Through is incredible. Uh, uh, what else we got here? Uh, lyrics to uh, God Lives Through, Steve Biko, number three. Lyrics to go, number four. Jazz, we've got, it's number four, sorry. Uh, Bugging Out is number five. Uh, lyrics to go is number three. Fair play, Jack P. Steve Piper, my top five are number one, lyrics to go. Number two, check the rhyme. Number three, butter. Number four, that almost made my list. Yeah, almost so close. So, that was that was that was that that was like I took I put it in and then cut it. You know. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay, okay. I love this. Number four, once again, what a song. Late bit of later one. tribe, love that. And oh my god, at number five, Jack P. Mm. God lives through is perfect to me. The beat is incredible. It's just one of the best opening lines ever. Uh, there's a million MCs that claim they want some C. I uh, create sounds that make your eyes go numb. Oh, no, my ears go numb. Sorry, yeah. That, this is what I'm talking about. Let's okay. What we'll do is I'll go to my four, four, three, and two, one. Let's crack on with them, and then we're going to circle back to those. But I'm loving the diversity and variety of these fives. This is what I'm talking about. There's so many songs that could easily be, and you know, they're in my list there in the top 37 somewhere. They are all in there, but yes, I love that. Let's go to my four then. And I'm going to see, we talked about this and I don't think you either have it because you already talked about it. I have scenario. 
I have scenario at four. As I combine all the juice from the mind, heal up, wheel up, bring it back, come rewind. Powerful impact, boom, from the cannon, the bragging. Try to reap a mind, just imagine. Vote, can't build, there is necessary. When digging into my library, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Eating, I do, still like the one pizza tosser. Oh, 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 all over the track, man. Oh, pardon me, oh, as I come back. As I did the grow, I had to beg your pardon. When I travel through the turn, I roll with the squadron. And I know you guys, you said you hadn't got it? No. I mean, I, I, it's not so much that I didn't get it. I just didn't choose it as one of my, I, I wasn't, I wasn't 100% sure what the format was going to be, but I wasn't going to elect to restate how great scenario is. Like, Partially because it's it's as much of a leaders of the new school song as anything else, Absolutely. and I wanted five yeah. really tribe like already I felt bad like saying like oh I need more five or oh I need more tip mm. like adding in like at, like songs that had a lot of outside guests or was like that made it like kind of impossible. Mm. But yeah, it's it's scenario. It's up there with protect your neck because you know and the and you know the symphony. It's yeah, of course, of course, and I can see absolutely you know goats posse cut all time. I can see exactly that argument. It has been my goat posse cut for a long time as well. And it's again, one of them simple things, easy, like it becomes simple as time goes by where it's just the easy and obvious option. But sometimes that is the correct one, isn't it? If you look at just music generally as history. And I think with the reason it got in my five scenario, because it wasn't initially, but I thought it kind of goes back to what we talk about peers. And we talked about chemistry a lot as well. Right. And, um, and there's summarizations of how this song makes me feel. One being Arsenio Hall, watching them on his show with that massive smile. Go on YouTube, watch their performance. It's incredible. It's everything. The way Arsenio Hall is looking at them performing is the way everyone should really react with a big fuck off grin on their face. That's essentially what it should be. But the more and more I get older, the more and more you hop back to those times of where now our well, my well, let's say, uh, for that kind of energy and feel is running dry because that's become something else. It's morphed into something else as I've got older. But back in my youth, it was this thing that was, you couldn't bottle. You couldn't bottle this thing up because that's what, you know, older people talk about where they're like, oh no, you know, to be young, God, oh, to be young. I'm that end of the spectrum now. When I was in it, I kind of knew it because this song, one, it's an all-time posse cut. Two, it's an all-time closer to a song. Two, name me better closes to an album. Like this has got to be right up there. Three, it's a landmark statement where it's not just for you as a group. In fact, you're being overshadowed on your own track. Again, probably an argument for not having it in your five, that tribe kind of to get overshadowed by... Buster Rhymes, a supernova of talent on this song, which we'll get into. But for me, it's the collective energy of it all, which is tangible. You listen to this song, even after all these repeated listens of hundreds and hundreds, for me, this makes me feel like I'm at a hip hop show. 
and I and I miss that feeling, you know, like of being at a hip hop show and that energy of ciphers, of battling, of of that just kind of dark, sweaty, smoked out, smells of beer and weed, and everyone is just in it. You're a mass. You're a one. You're one body of moving people, right? That's the nucleus of scenario to me, and it's quite hard to get it on wax. I can imagine. I'm not an artist, but I can hard. It must. People must have tried it all these decades later, but they somehow managed this tribe chemistry they have anyway. It's 4k man. Forget HD. Forget it. it's, it's 4k crystal clear chemistry. And this is seen through not just the way they bounce off each other, but the numerous ad libs they're putting in there to accentuate someone else's energy. Someone else's rhyming. Do you know what I mean? Like that's more impactful. Like Brown, Charlie Brown coming in like that. You know, they're all going, what? And all this, they're all this collective mass of one. And I think this song, you can say all those things that have been said about it, which is amazing, obviously, but that to me hits home harder now as, as I'm grown older than, than it probably did even at the time, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that's my big general feeling on on why Scenario is in my five. I don't know if anyone had to riff off that or anything. Yeah. Number one, I want those like shouted homie ad libs to come back because like, like this is going to be like way off from a tribe called quest, but like, I want to hear drill kids doing that. Cause like they yeah. already have that energy. Like you, what, like I live like near a bunch of high school. So sometimes I'm walking by when school gets out and you just see a bunch of kids like piling on and like having all that energy. It's like, bring that to the booth. It doesn't have to sound perfectly cute. I know it's going to be a little rougher that way, but it's like, just to bring that liveness to a song. I want that to come back and, you know, it'll, it'll sound different today because everyone does it their own way or whatever. Mm. And number two, I know that he didn't pop off like Busta did for personal reasons or personality reasons, but that Charlie Brown verse on there is like, it doesn't get talked enough a lot and mm. enough because like, you know, Busta is going like, to just smoke anybody on that track. But like yeah. his voice was so booming on that. And every time I, I listen to it, like at this point, like what kind of surprises me more and what catches my ear is like him ripping it because like I'm so used to expecting like how great Tip and Busta are going back to back. Some may I say, call me Charlie. The word is the herb and I'm deep like Bob Marley. Lay back on the payback, Bob rotate the gates. Contact! Can I get a hit? Hit! Boom, bit with a brother named Tip and we're ready to flip. East Coast stomping, ripping and romping. New York, North Kakalaka and Compton. Check it, check it, check it out. The loops for the troops, more bounds to the ounce and wow, how now? Yeah, like, yeah, he just like the word is the herb and I'm deep like Bob Marley is like just <laughs> so crazy. And yeah, yeah. To your to your point, to your point about the drill kids, I was just at a babyface race show about a month ago in New York. He and um he and V's and um Shawnee bin Laden. I don't know if y'all are familiar, but mm -mm. um Shawnee bin Laden is one of my favorite dudes out right now. He's super fucking dope. But yeah, like they had they had that type of energy like on the stage. He brought like six of his people out Amazing. and it was just like them going back and forth. And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, like bring bring back bring back gang vocals yeah. bring back bring back four people on one song for no reason like i love that type of energy yeah. especially with something that's especially with something that's like as a uh, collective minded as drill you know mm. like that shit is dope do it <laughs> i love that i love that and i think there's the impact of this song is there for people who love scenario when they hear that but i also think there's that to be fair i think there's one thing that we should say about scenario that probably is remiss if we don't is it probably does work this is how good the song is it probably does work better as the ambush at the end of the album 
it does that yeah. first time listen of hearing you just come at you you're never going to get that again you're going to chase that dragon forever but it's still amazing that's what i'm talking about there's some songs yeah. and i don't i'm trying to think of songs that i heard anti up again the other day and it didn't feel the same it didn't feel the same. I don't know why mm. that was. And I was like, why is that? Why is that not feeling the same as it was back then? And Scenario don't really get that as much. It is a bit more dulled or jaded from that first time listen. But that first time listen was so fierce that that sun is still burning today. You know, that star is still burning today because it's still so good. But then you talk about Buster as landmark rap. You talked about like gang choruses. This is to blame for a lot of onyx and shouty choruses. Buster is to blame. Like this verse has all that in it, as well as first of all, you've made oh my god off of this. You've then done. Uh, yeah. I think is it God it runs through. I don't know. There's a few other tracks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, they yeah they redid Busters or they didn't redo it, but they sampled Bust on God Lives Through. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They've got that. They've got Nicki Minaj, uh, Dungeon Dragon, all that. Um, I think the Powerful Impact by Black Moon. All these things. I think even I looked this up on the who sampled. I think it was and Bare Naked Ladies, all the way from Canada. Have sampled this. Hey. I said, like, whoa, 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 what? Chickity chocolate, the chocolate chicken. They did this. Shout I didn't out know the this. And I was like, that is such oh. a weird pull to hear that. And that's on their hit uh, one week, by the way. Because I, I hadn't really figured mm -hmm. that. I was like, what? This, yeah, there's a lot of tent te like these tentacles have really spread into uh in music generally. But um, yeah, when you want someone, I, sp I suppose, is this the first song where someone talks about like, oh, like, you know, the monster verse from Nikki, it sounds like they're bursting through and ripping the seams and owning it. Like, I think Buster was one of the first. I'm sure there's probably other songs before this, so forgive me for my amnesia. But um, I think it's Cool G Rap on the, the symphony. The symphony, of course, of course. Yes, the, the story of the tape breaking and that him keep still rapping and, like, them not even having enough to uh, yes. record it all. Love and that. I feel like DM I feel like DMC might have also had a couple of those too. I can't think of any specifically because mm -hmm. I'm not a huge run D I'm not a run DMC encyclopedia, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he had a couple of those. There you go. There you go. But still, you know, like, but yeah. but like Busters is like it's it's like it's more iconic than I feel like that's the word of the day with Tribe. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's it it definitely makes more of an impression than anybody else's. You know, like he really like you know you know, like he sound he sounds like he's drooling on the mic. Mm. in like the best possible way you know like it's 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 it's, it's such a visceral verse like it's yeah. really like in the thick of in the thick of it type shit like you can't you can't rep like uh, that's awesome like you can't like, like energy isn't created or destroyed type shit it just like exists and you just like manifest it for a second and then it just goes away like yeah. <laughs> i can't even yeah and you know what's funny is when you watch the video again because the video was big i remember that being around a lot just the ms dos kind of like weird screensaver windows and shit which is great it like but it's funny when you see buster like that because he's just denim you know short short dreads just just he's relying on his energy he's relying skinny on, as a rail like yeah he's, he's, skinny he's, <laughs> just he's like that energy still pierces through and you think jesus look where he went like with ODB and straight jackets, man. This guy was, you know, right. fisheye lensed out. Like it's funny when you see the first time he's on that music video and uh, yeah, just could not be contained, man. So yeah, there you go. Scenario. I'm going to go into my number three then. We talked about Buster. Let's talk about Buster again then, right? But mm -hmm. this is probably one of the best bass lines in music history. I'm talking all genres. Oh my God, 1994. 
listen up everybody, the bottom line I'm a black intellect, but I'm refined We precision like a bullet, target bound Just living like a hookup, the harlot sounds Now, when I say the harlot, you know I need the hot Heat of the equator, the broth that's in the pot Jalik, Jalik, you wind up your hip Drafting of the poets, I'm the number seven pick Licks, 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 boy, on your backside Licks, 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 boy, on your backside Listen to the fader, shy heat, let's it glide Tip the earthly body, heaven's on my side Now, oh my god, is yeah. so close and dear to me Does anybody else have oh my god on in their fives here? No Once again, I would've if I didn't give myself that specific rule of no singles I feel but you, like, I feel you Yeah, it, 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 it would've been in there if I had done it Yes. It's one of my favorites. I love that. Sunro? Yeah, same. I had uh I already had two Midnight Rodders uh picks in my list. So I, <laughs> I feel you. uh Oh my God, Electric Relaxation, Award Tour, Lyrics to Go. Those were all very, you know, they could they could have been subbed in, but mm, I uh, I, d- I decided to go with like s- slightly more under the radar just to be able to bring them up because I knew those were gonna come up in time. Yeah, I feel that. I do. When there's a group conversation, you kind of know someone's got to pick it, right? And I think uh, if we're dipping into why it's in that number three, it is just that kind of, it's, um, again, evergreen. You have that, I talk about baseline. That baseline, right, it's cunning. It's a cunning, wily little baseline, that is, because not a lot of people talk about it. That they, they love the song and the hook and the beat and the funky diabetic line and all that, which is all absolutely we should talk about that but there's something about that that there's is oozing so much funk it you can't help but step to it no matter what you're doing right and i think um even is it tip who talks it talks about a humdinger coming hook line and sinker uh, yeah it really is sure, yeah it really is that though isn't it it really is and you have that bass line and then you have the horns and you think this is obscene? What are we doing here? Like this is ridiculous. Like you're making backpacker music that's evolved already before backpacker music to a notion of what hip hop can be to the wider outside culture. Do you know what I mean? Like they're making this when woo are putting this vital dimension on hip hop, but so are they on that other end of it. And I love that kind of spectrum they're on. And um, yeah, man, just just the lines like fierce defiant fife like he is accepting that he's a funky diabetic it's sad to to hear that line now knowing what happened to him and that disease is a killer man it really is and how he comes in with it and makes it kind of his own accepts it owns it and then on top of that you've got the flammable like hook which contains the whole history of hip hop again shouty choruses it is that shouty chorus hip hop in this again oh my god and like we talked about before it's used in every other thing as well um and then you've you know and can't sleep on tip tip on here as well what's he one of my favorite smoothest tip lines he's got a lot of them hasn't he but when's what's he say when he says um i've got it here self summary in six words i've put it i'm a black intellect but unrefined like, yeah, yeah. Uh, black intellect, yeah. but unrefined. Yeah. And that is this abstract ingenuity. And then you've also got on the other side, the lowbrow where it's not even that lowbrow because it fair play to him. I had a, used to have a crush from Dawn from Envoke. And you're like, yeah, you're right. And gave me a new, like renowned. I was like, yeah, it's, yeah, actually good shout. Yeah. I didn't think about that, but there you go. So it's, it's, it's all there for you. And it's encapsulating this amazing, just, this is just tribe. This is tribe. Uh, so yeah. Uh, I don't know if anyone else wanted to say anything else on, Oh my God, Sunraw, anything more you want to say on it before we jump into anything else? The next number two. 
I think I think um, just one quick thing you mentioned you mentioned the Wu Tang album, mm. and this almost this al- this almost this almost feels like uh, it almost feels like the inverse of Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. You know, like it's like it's, it's like got like that kind of energy for me. Just be, just considering how much the bass drives that song too. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's it's because like because like that's like an underdog sample and like some bass. basically you know and like this is just like this is just like the really nice sax line and then just like yeah the bass is just i don't know man it's just such a it's just it's like like my heart beats at that rhythm yeah i don't know what else to like like it's like that and it's like that and jersey club rhythms for me like it's like those are the two those are the two alternators Mm. like those are that that's like music to live by yeah you know you know you say it's your heartbeat there is a primal feeling to a lot of tribe music, but oh my God, there is that tribal yeah. sense. You know, like back in the cavemen days, they must yeah. have had just rhythms that made them move. And I don't know if they had the kind of vocabulary musically to kind of express themselves, but this is what this feels like because I put, oh my God on now, and my kid in the back who has no, you know, sense of music as a palette and history and context, but he is moving to oh my god and i was like yeah there's that's that that's it right there you know as a baby can do that there's something primal about that kind of music and uh, then you wrap it up with all the you know, genius multi-layered sampling they've got on on some of this stuff and the video it's not sh- the video as well that's just so iconic to me we used iconic a few times haven't we but that is buster on top of the boat is it about daigo he's on top of the dry cleaners or something he's like you know laundry yeah it's the yeah it's the it's the uh, it's the nuclear cleaners i'm pretty sure right amazing or not I, I, I'm pretty I, sure. I, I can't remember which one it is, but yeah, it's like, yeah, in your home, you know, just in your hood, in your neighborhood. And then there he is doing that. Love it. Absolutely love that. Um, let me quickly jump into the chat before I get into number two and one. Um, here we go. There's a million. Uh, yeah, it's a huge testament to Tribe, how different everyone's top fives are, says Jack, and uh, and how you love all the top fives. Absolutely, Aaron. Aaron also says, scenario is rap. Uh, oh my god is just awesome and gave birth to my favorite remix of the uk flavor remix yes uh, i think it is called hey. yeah the uk flavor remix of oh my god yes that, that fair play to you I think if the papes, uh, when the papes come as well, I think there's a remix of that that is absolutely stellar as well. 191 brothers grabbing their thingies, forgot the name, oh, equivalent to Jimmy. Tell a little bit, you think I have to quit? Ali Shahi Muhammad with the singy singy, slamming with a slamming your front on a case. Right or left, not Ali, plays the ace. Do what you do, flam for a cool. Bonita Apple Bum blow smoke in Shah's face. Slang for the king, you must if you have. Going to their, you know, Glitz and Glamour is another song where you listen to Glitz and Glamour now, that exemplifies how hard and soft Tribe were before they, you know, really made it big. I think it's on a soundtrack somewhere, but yeah. Push it in the air that you breathe it through your nose. Fill it in the kicks that you put in on your toes. You can act bold, but yo, that nigga don't know about the dominant factor of the accurate rapper. Here's the next chapter, page 95. Niggas so hard, it's a wonder they alive. But yo, we still survive through the danger that lurks. My eyes remain wide while you ass like Earth. So big up all the low, you know, deep cuts, absolutely. 
number two. And, you know, as we talked before, the predictable choice is sometimes the correct choice. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what I'm going to do here, because I would say this is the most perfect harmony in a rap song. And I'm going with Check the Rhyme from 1991. Mm. Nice. Back in the days on the boulevard, I landed. We used to kick routines and the presence was fitting. It was I, the abstract. And me, the five-footer. I kicks the mad style, so step off the Frankfurter. Yo, Fife, you remember that routine? That we used to make spiffy like Mr. Clean? Um, um, a tidbit, um, a smidgen. I don't get the message, so you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. But then grab the microphone and let your words rip. Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. Anybody nice got check nice. the rhyme? No. No. Wow, look, this is good. <laughs> I'm almost at one. Your fives aren't even filled yet. This is this is amazing. I love this. I love that I can <laughs> dig into these. I mean, check the rhyme. Check the rhyme for me. Um, I said it's perfect harmony. Low end, high end, all there in all versions. Fife with the... Uh, just I, I don't know it's, it's it's Fife him saying I think he said we sounded like Siamese twins in the studio doing that and we were so in tune like we could finish each other's sequence off and you know that kind of thing you know that's what Tribe's about and I think Check the Rhyme exemplifies that more than most songs and the sampling is kind of game changing on Check the Rhyme for me soft and hard underground overground again that balance and harmony whilst other kind of songs showcase these insane bass patterns that they have i think on check the rhyme it's one of the cleanest like spiffy like mr clean baseline this one it ain't about the complex it's just there it's there for you and it's a funky introduction to our, to how nice i am again planting your flag in there fife and coming into his own on the whole album to be fair he's coming into his own i suppose but um I was thinking to myself and thinking about like instrumental integral songs and where you go, ah, that's what happened at that point. And I think check the rhyme might be the most formative song for tribe. I think in their canon, if you just have a look at all the pieces coming together at that time, and then you've got just this public evergreen slogan that will always use for my whole life, which is you on point tip all the time. Five all the time five that's quintessential to our core quest and i think they even used it once again i think even on that they brought it back that call and response where you're like, oh snap i love that they did that and it's like two at the end it's great it's absolutely brilliant uh so yes check the rhyme for me number two what do you peeps think to check the rhyme before i bump into my number one i mean just the line back in the days on the boulevard of linden like we we're talking about like great opening lines to have like that and microphone check one two it is it's like on the same album to have like these multiple like all-time classic like verse openings it's just like it's mind-blowing in a way where it's like like one of the things i realized over time and just hanging out in studios and stuff is like you can't really map out magic you can try you can prepare you can create the conditions for it but like magic that happens in the studio sometimes you just have to be able to channel it through you if you're an artist and i have to imagine that's what was happening in those sessions just because every song was coming out that way and there's an effortlessness to tribe which like again it's talking about not having to do that hyper complicated hyper technical rhyming to just be able to talk about your life but every other bar that you come out with is iconic and captures a moment that's i mean that's really what i think about when i think of a tribe called quest is just capturing the spirit of an era and of a place that 
wasn't necessarily being like documented any other way. Like it was, it was hip hop. That's what was mm. capturing these stories in that era. Mm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. People, people talk, people talk a lot about, I know a lot of people who don't like, like rapping about rap, you know, I, I like that type of shit. Yeah. I always have, you <laughs> yeah. know, like I'm, 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 I'm unabashedly for rapping about rap. <laughs> and like, that's one of those, like that, that's one of those like exemplar, like, this is how you like rap about how nice you are. Like it, you know, you, you know, he literally Fife literally starts his verse off. Here's a funky introduction to how nice I am. You know, mm. we already said that, but like, you know, it's, it's just like, that's, I, I don't know. Just like, just like the thought of like, you know, like I last long, like an energizer <laughs> fucking, if knowledge is the key, show me the lock, you know, like, yeah, yeah. come on, you know, you know, like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just like, like, I I feel like the point we're all trying to get at is that it's like tribe is so regular, mm. you know, like they're, they're, they're like conscious quote, what, whatever that means. Mm. I, I have a lot of problems with the term conscious these days. Cause like <laughs> yeah. everyone's conscious, mm. you know, like everyone's reality is different. Like it, it it's, but that, that's a whole other conversation, mm. but like, it's very like, they're so regular, but they're like, you know, like they see things other people don't, but it's not like it's being held over your head and it's not like you got to like go in and decipher it, you know, over the course of like 20 years, which is cool. You know, mm. like if you're into that sort of thing, I am. But like, mm. you know, it's also cool to just be able to take something in just as it is and mm. just like have it be like, this is what it means. Here it is. Yeah. You know, like that's, you know, like that's how, you know, like that stuff, you know, like that stuff speaks to people as much as, you know, like unwrapping like a Lupe or Billy Woods Mm. bar is you know like Mm. it's it's like that's that stuff's great yeah and like this is this is once again like like s tier example of that type of shit yeah and that stuff has to start somewhere right and there have to be standard bearers for that kind of thing obviously you have rakim you have big daddy kane you have people like that doing that but back in the day mc shan all these people but in 1991 this is where tribe did that side to them where this beat is really sparse when i think i talk about how clean it is actually compared to other tribe beats it's not as you know, complex and intertwined. And I'm wondering, is that so they can unveil this dynamic? Is that because Tip was like, do you know what? Fife is killing it right now with these bars. I'm not going to let the beat be, I'm not going to let the beat be the thing that kind of might distract someone from him. And I'm going to come in with my kind of, you know, old school, old soul kind of vibe. And he's going to come in with what he is now, which is this kind of just, top tier bravado high-pitched live wire shit do you know what i mean like that's where he was coming in and i and that again this is why i think this is where things fall into place i reckon this is the song that was that this is the song check the rhyme is that song where he's like no now we're together we're this is us as one assured trio rather than tip taking the front foot every time uh, and yes it led to a right. lot of you know it's fractures down the line but at this point in 1991 they were they were putting that landmark down where they were like no this is us doing that bravado rap which is what it's about and uh, i think that this song kind of just holds that space for me uh so that's why it's up there for me man and um yeah just number two check the rhyme just incredible absolutely incredible so then we get into my number one and uh and i really hope i'm looking here now dylan i've got one of your five sunroar i've got two of your five i really hope this makes uh someone else's five now right i don't think i don't think my last three are going to be your number one because they're 
They're deeper cuts. So if they'd be yeah, a number man, one, I'd be know. really surprised. <laughs> okay. Let's okay, see. then. Let's do this. This, for me, is also the song I would play from Tribe to describe to an alien, because before I name it, it is a perfect album opener. Perfect. There is a timeless screw face. I know what it is. I know what it is. <laughs> where the bass kicks in. <laughs> I know what it is. It's perfection. It's perfect. Ex- excursions from 1991. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the days when I was a teenager, before I had status and before I had a pager, you can find the abstract. Listening to hip hop, my pops used to say it reminded him of bebop. I said, Well, daddy, don't you know that things go in cycles? Way the Bobby Brown is just amping like Michael. It's all expected. Things are for the looking. If you got the money, quest is for the booking. Come on, everybody, let's get with the fly mode. Still got room on the truck load of black boat. Listen to the rhyme to get a mental picture of this black man, the black woman picture. Why do I say that? Cause I gotta speak the truth, man. Doing what we feel for the music is the proof. And planet on the ground, the act is so together. Gonna fight strong, you need leverage to sever. The unit, yes, the unit, yes, the unit called the jazz is delivering each year an LP built with street goods. It's, I knew it. It's incredible. Like at the time, it was my favorite. And it's just never changed. My tribe favorite song from a kid has always been one. It's still one now. And I'm wondering if any other artist has that. Like Tupac doesn't have that. Biggie probably doesn't have that. All these things have changed. Tribe have that for me. I don't know what that says, but that is, I don't know where it is in your, like, was it an honorable mentions? Was it in your five? Where are we at with so it? So the only reason it didn't make my list, I subbed it out for bugging out was because it didn't have a fight verse. And I wanted, mm. uh, I wanted, like, I already have some songs where it's like, they're not both rhyming on it or I didn't have, I just, I needed a quintessential Fife Tip song mm-hmm. on the list in that spot. So that's why I didn't oh. make it. That's okay. the only reason. No, no, that's absolutely a valid one. A valid one, absolutely. Uh, yeah. uh, the way I look at it, especially from look at, let's just go with the angle of the aliens. This is why the aliens need to hear it because this is why it defines. So aliens need to know what perfect al- album openers are like. There you go. Bang. What makes me have a timeless screw face? Bang. Another one is it's also a perfect example of multi-layered sampling. And I know I'm calling it perfect a lot, but that's because I'm putting it at that point that if you're looking at it and you've never seen it before, this is what's going to, this is it. This is the song that is fascinating how it sounds so traditional and yet also pushes the music forward, which in line goes with the lyrics as well. And Q-Tip's mission statement in this, where he is presenting a more for me at the time, I'm not sure if generally in hip hop, maybe I missed these things as a kid, but it was such a more widescreen panoramic view of what the culture was and where it sits in the history of art and culture. And that's why if you're talking about a song that's got those things, it's also got substance and the aliens I feel would need to know what song lyrics hit you harder and harder and harder every single year you go by and even now my mind is blown on the things all go in cycles line yeah if you're into your dmt vapes right now take a hit off your dmt vape sit there and just do that mantra things all go in cycles and you will go on some amazing trips in your mind because this is what life is i find that now in every single thing 
I've had some chaos in my life in the last month where I'm like, holy shit, like these things do all go in cycles. I'm listening to excursions. It's all there. They put it in the context of back in the days when I was a teenager, before I had a status and before I had a pager. They're doing it in that way. They're putting it in that context. And my pops said to me how it reminded him of Bebop. I said, don't you know that all going cycles, the way that Bobby Brown is amping like Michael, that thing as a kid, I'd never heard anyone ever put music in those words. And it was Tip who put it in those words to me, where I was like, of course, everything's the same. Everything becomes the same. And it just regurgitates itself. It's a eating its own tail kind of thing. And um, I just don't know there's many other songs in 90s hip hop, especially for aliens, that are going to get that as uh, astutely as an impactful as, as that verse, the way it comes in, right? Um, so yeah, I, I, the other alien moments, we talked about beat cuts. This is, again, the beat drop used perfectly. If you diss, it's getting drastic. Bang, comes in like that. Mm. I'm all about that. We talked about bass lines. This is one of my favourite bass lines of all time. Not just the what it is, but how it's used. Is it is it Parker on this that they've used on this? I'm not sure if it is. Oh, I don't remember. But brilliant bass line as well. And yeah, that's uh, look at this with couplets here. Again, another mission statement for the aliens to know about. Get in the zone of positivity, not negativity, because we've got to strive for longevity. Those are lofty themes for like that just age like a fine wine, because that's exactly what you've done. This is why I still love this song now. Longevity achieved, mission completed. Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, you got the last poets in there. You know, what is it? When the same time is running and passing, passing and running. It's this poetic, bohemian yeah. style, hippie, hippie hip hop, which is just beautiful. So yeah, um, there we go. Excursions. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted, guys, if you were to lambast me for it or if you, where you stand on excursions generally. It's like, it's obviously, it's a classic. And like I said, the only reason it didn't make it in my list was a technicality and trying to have like the right <laughs> balance. But like also like one of the things that's interesting is listening to that song after listening to a lot of like hip hop from maybe immediately prior to it's so like thinking 88 to like 1990 mm. like tribe was really one of the groups that helped slow down the rhythms into like the 90 bpms like obviously mm -hmm. like i'm not gonna put that all on them but the album was slower and had you know it's called the low end theory it's obviously bass heavy but that changed kind of the dynamics of hip hop where you're even looking at other native tongues groups like from the same era like de la soul is dead or um a black sheep which is a classic album i, I absolutely love it mm. but those are like still operating on that 100 bpm tempo for the singles or for the big cuts and then maybe you'd have like some slower jams in between that were meant to be like kind of deeper cuts and like i always got the impression that you wouldn't have had like we mentioned uh tip listening to the chronic but that we wouldn't have had the chronic in the same way without low end theory because it had that same i mean obviously they were dre was yep. doing it from the west coast p-funk angle but like that drum and bass interplay where you're leaving a little bit more space for the rapper instead of like cramming in all the samples in there or even if you are adding a sample you're filtering it in a way where you're leaving that space for the vocalist mm -hmm. so yeah i mean you know there's so many awesome things to say about low end theory and and that song in particular but it's almost like hip-hop growing up like another stage in its maturity like even before then I'm, I'm thinking of public enemy being kind of the step before that and then mm. try the native tongues coming in and and kind of fully realizing their vision after a few albums by um 
by low in theory and excursion is what set that off and it kind of that's kind of what it represents to me i love that right that's so interesting you mentioned about um you know just like the slow the general slowing down of bpms and the chronic because like you think about a song like versus from the abstract like you set that to um you set that to nothing but a g thing like they're basically the same bpm mm. you know like you could you could you could you could literally sub snoop's verse from nothing but a g thing into versus from the abstract and it, and i and i get i put money on it it would fit perfect but mm. there's money no on it it would fit perfect people aren't listening to each other it's like there's right. absolutely yeah. no you know their peers it's like oh shit, yeah. you're doing what i'm doing you know you've got ron carter on your single yeah and you've got uh whoever on yours and it's it's the same thing yeah yeah absolutely yeah love that traversing the hip-hop landscape absolutely that's what i love man so yeah so excursions there that's my five right let's go in dylan i've only got one of your five so please i want to hear dylan i'm like i cannot wait like, yes I'm just like, <laughs> me too me too hang on let me bust my list out okay all right so once again i did these i did these like sun Ra in chronological order mm-hmm. um so my five are um what from Ooh. and the low end theory i i love i love what um what? so i chose what god lives through mm-hmm. uh lyrics to go um find a way from uh, a love way. movement mm-hmm. and black spasmodic from we got it from here thank you for your service what yeah. black Spasm- <laughs> wow i thought space program yeah. was gonna be the one word the fight for gonna bring it to the overlord drinking cisco chilling with the gold microphone cords and we grip our balls every time we stuntin on tour because we never bore responding to the ready crowds roar and promoters try to hit us with the art of war we about our business we not quitters not bullshitters we deliver we go getters don't be bitter because we not just niggas be my fire woven to different cloth nothing from being the sugar kid is written off hardest fit in the city i make this fit and getting soft confused in the maze you propose your brain missing lost and planning for our future people none of our people involved space program was oh it was so close like it, it was space pro it was going to be space program solid wall of sound melatonin or black spasmodic and i chose black spasmodic that is <laughs> um, sick but- but to run through these super fast, yeah, um, 100%. Uh, Let's but, do but it. like, but what? What's Armin's juice? A Dougie Doug without Shaniqua? Nada, 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 not a damn thing. What's Duke Ellington without that swing? What's Alex Haley if it doesn't have roots? What's a weekend if you ain't knocking boots? What's a black nation without black unity? What is a child who doesn't know puberty? What is my label when I exit womb status? What's menage a trois? Or that is what is sex when you have three people? What are laws if they ain't fair and equal? What's Clark Kent without a telephone? What is a liquor if it ain't 80 proof? What are the youth if they ain't rebelling? What's Ralph Cramden if he ain't yelling? Tribe to me has always been really, I mean, like, Tribe's always, of course, been, like, very thoughtful. But, like, they're also, like, playful at, like, their core. They're mm-hmm. extremely playful. Mm-hmm. And what is, you know, like, it's, it's, it's like the textbook definition of playful to me. You know, it's just, like, Tip just asking questions. You know, like, mm-hmm. he did that before Jadakiss did it. You know, like <laughs> yeah. he he he's he's the he's the person who kind of just like the whole song is just questions. You know, like what's the mm. quest? The player's not willing. What's a pence if you don't have a shilling? Um, what's what's a lollipop without the good ship? Uh, what's um um uh, like my favorite my favorite question was always the like the little what's menage a trois or that is what is sex if you have three people? Yeah, just yeah, like yeah, like yeah. that shit. And 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 then yeah, we're talking about like beat cuts. Like the bit where it's just like, what's hip hop if it doesn't have violence? Mm-hmm. Chill for a minute, Dougie Fresh said silence, and then that eight beat count. What is hip hop if it doesn't have violence? Chill for a minute, Dougie Fresh said silence. What is 
a Glock if you don't have a clip? What's a lollipop without the good ship? What's S&M if you don't have chains? What's a con artist if he doesn't have brains? What's America without greed and glamour? What's an MC if he doesn't have stamina? Every time I listen to the song, I do the one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, and then it comes right in on the eight. It's just so gorgeous, man. Mm. Like, it's, it's, it's just such a fun... It's it's really just one of those like lyrical exercise type of songs to me, you know. It's like the beat's really cute and springy, and yeah. it's just like it's just fun, man. Like I that that shit really fills my heart. Like every time I hear it, it's 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 kind of corny and dated, and it, but you know it's like, but but it's it's also kind of timeless, you know. Like for anybody who knows about who Chris Lighty was, like hearing them be like, "You watch Chris Lighty if he wasn't such a baby," yes. you know, like it's like just like cute shit like that great song it's mm. it's it's like it's one that when i first heard the album i i think i might have played it like four times after i heard it it's just like yeah one of those for Love me that. you know it's very springy <laughs> really good shout springy is a great way to put that song yeah. absolutely <laughs> so yeah, what, no. what what you say to what i think i think dylan just like Nailed killed it. that i don't think <laughs> i can add a whole lot more but <laughs> The one thing that I would shout out is the trans uh, the transition from what into scenario with a mm. what? what? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. When I make albums and stuff, and you're both going to get some emails from me harassing you soon. Yes, um, please go. I, I love uh, song transitions. It's like people are like, why do you obsess on that versus like actually the beat that you're making or the rhymes of the MC spinning? I'm like, I don't know. For me, like a, maybe it's coming from like DJing, which is how I started out in this. Mm -hmm. But a good song transition just like makes my heart flutter. So that's really uh, that's really what I would add is like that. perfect transition. Yeah, no, it really Agreed. is. Well. Really is absolutely. So so we right we can go into these five that we've got. But Sumrall, drop your five as well now then, and then that one we can okay. see if we've got any crossover. Let's go. here. So I mentioned Bugging Out and I mentioned Steve Biko and the three that I didn't have, like two of them go together. I said that like I'd cut one out and like I, I did it. But anyways, I, I ended up keeping them. Mm -hmm. So Description of a Fool. Okay. Which, um, I love that song. Um, and then I had 8 Million Stories. Oh, that is a deep cut. Yes. And that one actually goes with my last pick, which is Stressed Out from Beats. <gasps> nice. Oh, nice, nice, and nice, nice. And those nice, last nice. two, the reason I chose them, they're just their songs that mean a lot to me personally. Because I realized that like it was just impossible for me to say, oh, this song is better than that song. Mm. So all of my picks are meaningful to me in, in a specific way. And um, yeah, so that's, that's basically it. Yeah. Love that. So let's have a look. There's no actual crossover here then. This is amazing. <laughs> Dylan, let's go into a few of yours here then, right? God Lives Through. God Lives Through. Oh, what a masterpiece that song is. Picture fight, losing a battle. Come on, get off it. Put down the microphone, son. Surrender, forfeit. Did I hear something about a crew? What they want to do? You better call Mr. Babyface so he can bring out the cool in you. Or it'll be a sad love song being sung by Tony Braxton. And I'll dissect you like a fraction. Or you want to be top cat MCs, I'll pop you like a zit. You want to be the champion, more like Chief some shit. Big up myself every time when it comes to this. MCs be running scared as if they watching The Exorcist. I kick more game than a crackhead from Hempstead. My styles of milk, man, you think that I was breastfed. Uh, but yeah, did yeah. break it down. Why is it in your phone? It's, it, you know, like to me, like all time tip five tag team. You know, just like the way the way the, the way Fife just goes into his style and like where he's from and just mm. the whole the whole the whole little the whole little past trees. Like if I don't look good, or, or, or um mm. ah 
I'm 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 already fucking it up. I'm kind of embarrassed. <laughs> no, but again, but yeah, it's the whole um, thing. Yeah, if, if my partners don't look good, Malik's don't look good. If Malik don't look good, the Quest don't look good. If the Quest don't look good, the Queens don't look good. But since mm. it's all universal, in New York won't look good. Like mm. that, and just like the whole like him, um, just uh, you know, like my style is milk. You'd think I was breastfed, and <laughs> you know, like I kick more game than a crackhead from Hempstead. Like, like, so, like yeah, I'm, I'm on I'm on Long Island right now, so like I know Hempstead. So like it's 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 like that's like I get that you know like it 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 really uh it really just I don't know I'm 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 big on interplay especially with groups mm. you know like groups don't really work if it's like four the same dude mm. or four the same or four the same person you know like yeah so I just like you know like Tip and Fife that's one that that's one of the first moments I realized like exactly what each of them brought to the table you know like mm. you know like, you know like Tip shit's not his his shit's not like reference heavy in the same way. Yeah. Not always. Sometimes it is, but like it's always like really subtle. You know, like he's like he's like a lot more subtle. Fife mm. is more just like going for the jugular in the way that he does it, you know. But like, but like, but 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 it's funny because like God lives through is one of Tip's most like cutting verses. It's definitely one of his more mm. aggressive feels wrong, but like it's definitely one of his more like maybe I'm gonna try to get a little of what Fife had. And there, you know, like they kind of they kind of challenge themselves to be a little to come at it a little different. And like, you know, like the beat just sounds like a like the beat sounds like what gravel looks like to me. It's kind of like grayscale-ish and like a little purple, you know, mm. and like it just kind of moves and seethes and not seethes, but it just like rumbles. I don't know. I like yeah. it. It's it's uh, it's it's one. I don't think I don't think I have a personal connection with it. Like I, yeah. I like I don't have like a story off it, but like it's just one that I listen to a lot, and it's one that I'll just like I'll just like rhyme shit to myself. And, like every once in a while, I'll just have a moment where I just like run through my favorite tribe songs, and I just like that's yeah. one that I always come back to. You know, I just I just love that. Like I lo- because it was either gonna be that or the Chase Part Two. And I couldn't oh, pick yeah. one of them. Like the chase part two is just Sick. the same. I, I could say same thing there, man. Like, <laughs> going back to the going back to the documentary, like the documentary. Yeah. I don't know if y'all remember, but it ends on um, it ends on Tip and Fife rehearsing to perform the chase part two, mm. and the two of them like doing this choreography and just a little I'm bouncing to make your party against to turn the party out, and they're doing yeah. this like cute little dance together. Dance it's together, it's yeah. great, man. It's oh. like that's yeah. So like those. I'm big. I'm big on when Fife and Tip really play into their uh, play into their differences and even kind of switch it up a little bit. So mm. that's that's why God lives through is on there for me. Love that. I think there's um, a moment in that doc. I think it's where Buster's like talk about how he cries when he hears that song. He <laughs> like, said it's his yeah, favorite. It's, it's one song. of those, man. Yeah, and it's this is yeah. maybe it is obviously the the title of the song as well, but. There's a lot of spirituality in that man. Like there's a, I don't know. It feels like a bit more of a spiritual tribe song as well to me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's got that feeling of just like, yeah, I don't know what it is, but yeah, man, that is some phew, the guitar strums on that. Oh yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sunro, any, any, any moments on uh, God lives through before we jump into your next one on your five, I would like to talk about. No, y'all guys killed it. I'm, I'm <laughs> not going <laughs> to. Uh, so do you know what I want to hear? Description of a fool. See your brother, man. The female yeah. is crazy ego trying to show he'll prevail uh-huh. in any situation. Lady Lux on his side, emotions run free, nothing he will hide. Why well, I remember one sunny day, took my cousin to the park so we could play yeah, all the way. A couple resembled the one I just described, every thing assembled. Another young man walked in their direction, yeah. bumped him a bit, excused his imperfection. Uh-huh. But the man with the lady grabbed the other by the neck, uh-huh. demanded an apology and also uh-huh. respect. Uh-huh. The young man aggravated, grabbed him back and smacked him. The girl just laughed and laughed and oh, laughed at him. Man. 
He felt ashamed for what he had done and looked like a fool to everyone. Oh. Why is that in your five? Why is that in your five? Song? I, th I think the, the reason I originally started listening to it so much is going to sound really weird, but there's a, an open breakbeat with static at the end of the track after his verse. And I just remember like just pulling back the vinyl and wanting to hear that again and again and again. Mm. But I think it stayed with me because it's a kind of song you can only really write when you're like 19 or 20 or like a young adult, because if an adult had written like an anti-drug dealer mm. screed, like as a first verse, it would be like very Fox news, very Bill mm. O'Reilly, very yeah. like disconnected. But when you're like a young adult, you think you know how the world works and you like, like if you have any sort of empathy, you can get really angry at how fucked up it is. Mm. And he managed to put that down in a way that was like, there's a, like a, almost a reggae side of righteous anger to it, but you can, you know, it's not like it, it works in a way that doesn't feel like it's judgy, but it's like righteously judgy, but it's also, you know, it's very, young adultish and mm. i feel that it, it's still relevant because i was re-listening to it before doing the before doing this show and i was like this is how a lot of people tweet today this is like yeah. a lot yeah. like this song like and i mean like nice. the song is much better than a tweet but you get a lot of people that like you're, you're putting out your feelings about how fucked up the world is you know like the first verse is about a crack dealer which is like something that was like very much in the conversation in 1990 but like on one hand, you're getting like mainstream media that are just completely misreporting and not looking at the root causes and the social conditions and the racism that's like causing the situation. Or you might have like a lot of rap songs that are like glorifying stuff, you know, which is, you know, which is fine. We enjoy all kinds of rap music. But to have like Q-Tip come out and say what he had to say, I, I just don't feel there's too many other songs that capture that like maybe some public enemy songs mm. but chuck was coming at it from more of a mature perspective and this is really like someone who's walking out and who's seeing all this fucked up shit and who's like i have to get this out and then the same thing when it comes to just an abusive relationship mm. or the same thing when it comes to just kind of someone like getting in a fight over just feeling disrespected these were all things that he saw Mm. And to write like kind of this beautiful song about it that shouldn't work, but it does. That's really why it made um, my my uh, my top five. It was I just don't think too many people could write songs like that. And I don't think he could have written that exact song at a later point in his career either. It's really um, capturing that like young adult moment. Right. Mm. Yeah, no, nah, I agree. And like speaking of public enemy, like the, you know, like you compare that to a song like Night of the Living Bassheads and it's like a completely different vibe, Oops, you know, like you, you could just tell you, you can tell the age difference between the two of them there. Yeah. And, it, Chuck, and look at it like from almost a Panther perspective, like, yo, this is fucked up. And these are many of the causes that have led to this situation, whereas Q-Tip is like looking at a drug dealer like, man, just fucking stop it. Yeah. Like, it's a, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are good valid perspectives, you know. Right, yeah. People are going to feel like, just fucking, why are you out here, man? Like, yeah, why are you absolutely. doing Absolutely. Yeah. And then on top of that, on top of that, you look at, um, you know, like, obviously like fear of a black planet is like was i think fear of a black planet and people's instinctive travels were like kind of the last of their kind mm. in terms of like production because because um, um because of the whole sample clearance thing and yeah. you know like the bismarck key thing happened the de la soul thing happened and then like mm. it became like extremely hard and difficult to uh to sample in mm. like that way and you're know, like like the description of a full beat has that like it, it has like an almost like sample delic 
kind of like vibe to it that's like very sample collages like i like i can imagine there's at least five or six different samples at least five or six different samples in that song it sounds so busy Mm. in a really cool way you know like Mm. it's it's like it's it's one of my favorite tribe beats ever you know, it's 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 one of the ones where I found it and I listened to it over and over and over and over again. And then on top of that, the bass line that the, that that tip sampled for that song is um was used on uh this dude from DC named uh, Sideshow. He just put out a really dope oh, project yeah. called it's called Two MM um Two MM Don't Just Stand There. And um I think it's on the song of Valet. Yeah, the song Two MM. He used they um whoever produced the song uses the same bass sample from description of a pool. Oh, so yeah, what a pull! It's just crazy. What a <laughs> wicked pull! Fair play. See what I mean? Things all go in cycles. It's still happening. Love yeah, this. That's exactly. it. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I know. I, amazing uh, breakdown of that song. I don't want to be reductive, but just the words they use of big galoot and nincompoop is like come on i know we have all the amazing things as well but you do have that and actually it does remind me of a story i said on the three album run of the tribe and it was around that time i was listening to this song loud and i'd misplaced the mayo in the kitchen which is nothing that you should do lightly in our house and uh, we were having stressed out time trying to find it and i opened the cupboard and it was there and just as i found it a tip was like big galoot nincompoop came out blazing for the speakers at the same time wife could not stop creasing up what's the matter with your boy your big galoot your nincompoop what's wrong with you you can't compete very pre-doom use of words too very pre-doom very doom words you know but they had this a lot they had a few different words in there oh why are you using that word but yeah love that uh so we've got dylan what god lives through lyrics to go find a way Find a way. I think Yee. probably. Her mind not corrupt with the LC cups. Huh. Shit. I'm on my J.O. Come on. Bullshit and hoping that the day goes slow. Wow. Got me like a friend. What confuses me though? It's kisses when we breathe. Tell me what's the deal, yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now you caught my heart for the evening. Kiss my cheek, moved in. You confuse things. Should I just sit out or come harder? Help me find my way. Ha-ha. Now you caught my heart for the evening. Kiss my chick, move then you confuse things. Come on. Should I just sit out or come harder? Uh-huh. Help me find my way. Now why you wanna go and do that, love, huh? Making things for me towards you harder. Let's hear about find the way. Come on, let's drop it down for me. Why is that up in there? Damn. So find a way is like, you know, kind of. It's kind of like, I don't want to call it an evolution, but it's very much like in the vein of something like Benita Applebaum, mm-hmm. you know, but like, I just, uh, you know, like once again, it's like very playful and intimate and very just like, come on, like, let's, 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 let's chill and have some fun and just like enjoy each other's company. Um, mm-hmm. if you want that, you know, like it's, it's, uh, it's just a vibe, man. Like it just, it just, it just, it just sounds like a summer fling to me like that song like that just sounds like that type of it's got that type of energy and the beats beautiful like it's it's just it's just it's great like yeah I, I i don't you know like, like once again like they're kind of they're kind of playing hot potato with the mic and yeah yeah like like i love that dynamic like there's nothing like specific about it that i could really explain it's just it's the only one that i'm gonna say it's like it's just a feeling you know, like yeah. it's it just it's it's just really it just really tickles that particular spot in my brain that's looking for like a sixty-five or sixty-seven degree day. Yeah. Um with uh with the with the with with like a Kiwi mystic 
or no, not a Kiwi mystic, excuse me, an orange mango carrot mystic. <laughs> and just like, just like being outside and like enjoying the sunshine. Like it just feels so, it just feels so sunny, you know, and, and mm. it's just good. It's just good. That's all I can say it's, about it. It's just good. It's funny you say it in that way, because Find A Way was that 98, the love movement. This is a moment yeah. when the group are the opposite of that from everything yeah. you hear, right? <laughs> and you think this is so that funny that crazy. this is weird how it's come across like this. Maybe that's the Dilla influence though. The Dilla, Dilla a lot of Dilla music has that, right? Which is a feeling. It's yeah, a feeling. Man. I don't know why it's in my five. It's the way I feel. And it's quite hard to sometimes put words to that. And that's why Dilla's music is so incredibly magical, you know? And then to have probably this is one of the most perfect songs of them two on Dilla, I would have thought. There have been yeah. a lot, but Find A Way is probably one of the main gems, I think, there. If you're looking in that, just that little canon. Um, so, yeah, no, absolutely. Just from the conflict arose this amazing little gem of a track, absolutely. And do you know what? A lot of people s- cite it. I've seen Find A Way been cited in a lot of people's like favourite tribe cuts. So I'm glad that it we got time to talk about the love movement as well. Um, yeah, me too. So we've got, right, okay. So Sunroll, description number four, eight million stories. Sorry, I go got ahead. just a bit on Find A Way first. Of course, of that, course, of course. Well, that yeah. one almost made my list. Definitely a single that I owned on Wax. Mm-hmm. Definitely a single that I played over and over again as a <laughs> teenager who was like, oh, I'm going to make... Uh, I'm going to make a mix CD for this girl. And then she's totally going to fall in love with oh, me. And it did not work like <laughs> oh, at all. No. Oh no. <laughs> but it's uh no, no, but I, I love that song. It's actually, it's, it's my favorite one off the love movement. So it's definitely nearly made hmm. uh, my list. And it's um like, I feel a lot of tribe Dilla songs, uh, you know, Dilla was trying to make a tribe song because he must've had like this respect for the group and hmm. like who wouldn't, but that's like the one song that feels like tribe on a Dilla song where he's like, let me invite you kind of into my world yeah, and let's see. It. And it worked so well. And it's fun to, to listen to because it's almost got that R and B vibe. And they used to have like kind of these little anti new Jack swing, anti R and B bars. And like now they're getting older, like tips 28 or whatever. It's like, all right, we could do a little R and B. Like maybe this isn't, yeah, you know, some, and I mean, they had vocalists, they had Vinia Mojica. It's, you know, it's not like they were scared of singing or anything, but it was like just this overtly grown man, tri- a tribe called Quest, which is maybe why people like some people don't like that era. Mm. But, you know, as time goes on, obviously, like it, it's great. Like, it's just a fantastic song. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. And, old and that's rap. and that's my one single. Yeah. You know, ah, it's, 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 yes. it's 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 definitely one of the lesser. It's definitely one of like the less. It was one of the smaller singles, but it's 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 my favorite. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it's my favorite single, but it's definitely one of my favorite songs. That's you know? interesting because this 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 then lends myself to ask a question about stressed out. Why stressed out is on? Oh, Sunroll, mm-hmm. it's in your five, isn't it? It's in yep. your five that one. Yeah. So like that that like as well with them, um, like you said, they're adults now. They're older now. They are probably felt a bit more like old statesmen in 1996 right and it's like weird that they felt like that but they had been around for a while
So stressed out. Why did stressed out getting your getting your five? Um, stressed out and eight million stories were like I almost jumble. I almost like grouped those two together because it's a similar mm. uh, situation. But it's just though those are songs that when I'm feeling bad about something in life, mm. make me feel better. Yes. And taking sherry out, I don't have jack to wear. You know I got to look dipped in the fresh to get. Cool, I found something, so I iron it. I think I caught up on the phone. Oh shit, I'm frying it. Will someone tell me what did I do to deserve this? I think I'll pull out my seat for Sunday service. My little brother wants Barney, cool, I'm getting it. Took him down to KB, they ain't selling it. Here we go with the crime, yo, he's throwing fits. My blood pressure's blowing up, I can't take the shit. I finally got what he wanted, now he's good to go. Again, the rival smash. Where's my radio? It's it's like a very simple reason, but there's there's a lot of rap music that I listen to is aggressive. Like I'm I come from the Wu-Tang mob deep school of of hip hop. That's the stuff that I almost always listen to. But like when you're not feeling great, like mm. bar like all that I got is you or, you know, the, the, obviously there's plenty of songs, mm. but stressed out is one of those songs where it's like, you know, I've over the past few years, like, you know, with COVID, it's like I've known people that are sick or I've had like problems with like my living situation or like I've had problems with my job or like, you know, my parents are getting older. It's it's the kind of song that I put on mm. uh, and I feel I just I feel better about it. And a lot of the times, like for that kind of music, I might draw for R&B. I might draw for like a lot of Mary J. Blige or yeah, Erica yeah. Badu. Like those are usually what I go to. But in hip hop, like I put on stressed out and I'm like, someone understands me. Someone understands what I'm going through because like, you know, it's, they're not really talking about, they're talking about problems that like I might have, like, I don't have Jay-Z problems. I don't have Scarface problems. I don't have Ice Cube problems. That's not taking away from those situations. I just, I relate to them in a different way, mm-hmm. Yeah. but um, yeah, it's, you know, with Stressed Out and with 8 Million Stories, they're just songs that really resonate with me. And I mean, for stressed out, there's also like some great consequence verses mm. and looking back, like he added a little something to the group. I know it wasn't exactly what people wanted, yeah. but he kills that song. Dilla's on it with really great hard hitting drums. I love uh, what he did with there. Mm. I always wonder how much he did versus how much the rest of the group did. Yeah. Faith kills it. And there's that really cool, almost G funky synth on the hook, which was like, a new element that they were bringing in. Yes. And uh, weirdly enough, I found out, I found out about this years later, like maybe five or six years ago. There's like three Bjork remixes to this song. Oh, really? like CD single. It's like really more yeah. like two and a half because two of them are almost the same. Yeah. But there's like weird beatless ambient song that samples like a Fife vi- verse that was originally on a, the Ali Shahid, uh, a Rafael Sadiq, not Ali Shahid, uh, mm-hmm. remix. And then there's this weird, noisy jazz version. And it's just so weird. Like, I really would have liked to be, I, I don't know if they were in the studio together. Probably not. They probably just sent it to Bjork. I just kind of wish I could have been a fly on the wall for the meeting of those artists. Because, like, I'm a huge Bjork fan, too. And that kind of, like, Tribe were so hip-hop, but they also had that alternative fan base. So to kind of see, like, it's the same thing, like, with Tricky on Mugs or, like, yeah. Rizzo remixing Bachelorette. Like I'm always kind of interested because like the nineties had that really cool interplay between like electronic alternative and hip hop mm-hmm. where like no one felt like they were compromising and that kind of went away yep. in the early two thousands. And I always felt like I kind of missed that era. 
the first yeah. time. You'll never get better than release your, your Delph, the Prodigy remix. Yeah, yeah, that whole yeah. yeah, like there was all of these like really cool mixing of ideas, and then like the comment, like I feel new metal kind of ruined that for everything because all the rock guys <laughs> yeah, like, never touching rap right, again. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. there, but there's, but there's like you know, like I think uh, a lot of the a, a, a lot a lot of the younger kids are starting to get into like more electronic sounds, like especially you know, like even forgetting even forgetting the whole like club music obsession happening yeah. right now, which is mm. great. You know, like I'm from Jersey. Jersey club is my life. I love that shit. But you know, like you like, but like, there's so many people that I know who are like really starting to dig more into like rock music and mm. dig oh, yeah. more into, uh, like dig more into rock and dig more into electronic and like footwork. Yeah. Like there's this really great album by this group high tech that just came out last week that I love. Like I've been listening to nothing but this high tech album nice. for like the last like four days. Shit's crazy. Nice. Um, you uh, know, I shout think out Jersey, we have, I think he's still living here, but Natus is out here now. And I like hey. 10 years ago, we used to go to like so many raves that he would play around here. He, lo- he showed a lot of love to Montreal. So that's Wicked. like, that's Wicked. beautiful. Love that. Yeah. Love that about stressed out as well. Only, only thing I want to just compliment like, on Fife doing that it's really like you said it's really quite brief these moments but you know when you watch the doc and you completely understand how much the medication and his family must have meant to him at that point and he says like lay my head on her breasts sugar dumpling knows best like you don't really hear that kind of you know the monogamy of hip-hop you don't really hear monogamy in hip-hop in 96 you know kind of thing and even after you didn't really hear it a lot so I don't know. There's just this positivity in this conflict that we're going through at this point. Even then you're like, oh shit, that rings a bit different now to me. So yeah, no, stress that absolutely. And I'm glad that you said it's something that can help you out. Even recently I've been listening to this song thinking, yeah, fuck man, this song really, really does land. Uh, so Dylan, you've got what God lives through, lyrics to go that we talked about. Uh, find a way we've talked about Black Spasmotic. <laughs> Yo, y'all ready? Yo, fight. You ready? Cons, you got that part, right? Why this and not space program? <laughs> no, but seriously, why? Why this? Why this one? Um, man. So like, it's a really nice showing for damn near everybody. Well, well, except for Busta. Busta's not on this song, mm-hmm. but like. But like I love the beat. It feels like it feels it feels like a, it feels like a rickety public school bus <laughs> to me. I love I love I love how like off kilter and weird it is. Like even by tribe standards, it's like it's like one of their weirdest beats ever. It's like really like funky, like you know like tooth decay type smell funky, and I like that about it. Um, but the thing that really pushed this into like top five territory over something like Space Program or mm. something like a uh, uh, Solid Wall of Sound is that like it's easily one of Q-Tip's best verses ever. It's one of his most energetic. It's one of his most like heartfelt because like the whole verse is him relaying a message that Fife sent him from the grave. You know, like the whole verse is a like, except for the first 
two and a half bars, everything else is a quote from Feist. <laughs> you know, wow. like he like wrote out this whole thing, you know, just like even just the way it starts, like my man said, uh, my man said, um, uh, my, um, my nigga be speaking to me. It's easy to explain. Not through evil mediums, tarot cards or Ouija games. Um, fucking like, like, he, like he says, he speaks to me through chords and chords and boards and even drum machines. He says, <sighs> nigga, fuck rewards. Keep repping Queens. And this just goes like, the, like it took me until today to realize that everything from fuck awards to the end of the verse when he says his name is a quote and it's like it's it's long he's like damn near like yelling into the mic you could you could tell like it took me re-listening to it today to realize that he probably recorded that after Fife passed away Damn. And you can hear it. You can hear it in his vocal tone. You can hear it in his delivery. You, mm. like, like, like he's he's not mad, but he's like it's the most tip always tip prides himself on being so cool and so mellow. But this is when he kind of he kind of leaves that to the side for a minute and just he yes. he gets lost. Like you, you, you know, when we're talking about spirituality, like he caught the spirit. Mm. Like he was talking to the ancestors in in, in that moment and just kind of he blacked out. You know, like we talk about like blacking out. He blacked out. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he, like, didn't remember recording that verse. It's like, really, mm. that shit punched me in the chest. It's so good. Um, you know, because like, because like, usually to me, Fife has more of the standout verses in terms of like punchlines and like writing and delivery. But like Tip really, mm. like, you could tell he was like possessed by something. You know, it was really, really gorgeous. And, um, and, and, and like, I'm not huge on what Consequence brought to Tribe. He does good sometimes. He's completely ne unnecessary other times but like that but like he's so good on the hook like the hook's great um fife's verse is great like once again one of his more spirited verses he definitely sounded really angry when he recorded it mm. and like the two of them don't get angry the two of them don't get super emotional like you were saying cam mm. it's like mm. you know like the, the it's it's like it's like two of their most uninhibited verses ever and like that energy is not typically associated with tribe at all so like to get that on their last album was very special and um trying to think of what else i mean yeah that's you that's, convinced that's just a me. special song you like, convinced <laughs> me to be fair like yeah i am gonna have to go back and re-listen with those ears now and i know it's such a yeah like open wound song i don't know if that's the word right word to use but it seems like a real open song so it's it's, yeah. it's raw definitely yeah mm. and then and then we're talking then we're talking about really nice opening lines but like who won it with the trini gladiator like that's <laughs> up there for me with anything he's ever said it's it's yeah. and it's mostly it's mostly in the delivery it's like now who won it with the trini gladiator yeah. it's just like he's he's just on a rocket ship the whole time like it's yeah. it's just like that verse is just so it the verses are great it's fantastic song love it's, that it's, it's definitely one of my favorites well man this is yeah the, just the what a way to cap it those these five are just i really really love these five because it's going to make me go back listen and that's you know and with them different ears eight million stories the way you guys have put this out absolutely amazing thank you so much let me have a quick look at the uh, live chat before we go fair play i think we've timed this uh, when the succession finale is on in the UK, which is <laughs> probably why people have left. I watched it this morning. Crazy. So that was my least hip hop thing. I watched, I got <laughs> up at six to watch the succession finale. But yeah, uh, so I think Aaron, big yourself up, man. He's still here. He's still wilded away in the chat. Fair play to you, mate. What's he say here? Excursions is another joint five. Fair play to you. 
uh, I remember that nightmare song from Black Sheet was finished where with Dre saying I dreamt it was hard, but it's BPM. It was off the charts. Fair play. Good pull there. Um, what is another joint number five? I think we've been hitting. Aaron's loving this. Uh, description is all about the beat, the extended instrumental ending, three rules to be a good person. And I love the line. Another man walked in their direction, bumped him a bit. It skews his imperfections. I think it might be 8 million stories he's talking about, I think. But yeah, no, this, that's, uh, yeah, Aaron, you've been bringing it, man. Fair play to you, my bro. Um, I'm just going to top this off then before we talk about anything you guys want to plug. Uh, I do have a long list of tribe. If yours lands on here, please hit us up, create at gmail.com. Hit us up in the comments, all that stuff. These are the rest. I'm not going to go into them, but I'm just going to read out the songs from 17. Uh, so 16 was Can I Kick It? 17, The Space Program. God Lives Through 18, although that probably has to go higher now after your, your spiel about it. Uh, Dylan, Look of Lucian, 19. Benita Applebum at 20 you know love song about butts let's go uh versus from the abstract 21 get a hold 22 if the papes come the remix i think at uh, 23 underrated song if the papes come is so good yeah so good butter 24 stressed out 25 I left my wallet in El Segundo at 26. Something about that song still yeah. really, really hits. I don't know why it's so slow, but it's there again. Once again at 27, The Jam at 28. Just That almost made my list too, The Jam. The beat, bro. The beat. Oof. Find yeah. a way, 29. At Hot Sex at 30. Bit more unbridled. Enjoyed that. Mm. After Hours at 31. Uh, then I've got uh, Keep It Rolling, 32. And S it's Sucker N at 33. That's what I got, man. I push it along to finish it all off at 35. There you go. Uh, so yes. Good shit. Yeah, man. Had to. I wanted to, you remember Rumble in the Jungle? The one with the Fugees and uh, yeah. uh, John yeah. Forte. Do you remember that song? I listened back to that again. Yeah. I can't put it in this, but I heard that again the other day. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot how good this was. And uh, yeah, Buddy obviously as well. There's some, there's some tribe joints out there. But people, there you go. Three hour marathon on Drive Called Quest. Jesus Christ. Thank you so much, Dylan. Thank you, Sumra. <laughs> where can we find you what are you on at the moment what tip are you on what can we what have you done that we can check out uh, Sumrall hit us up man where, where, where are you at and what are you doing um, yeah you can find me on Twitter at S-O-N-R-A-W uh, less than I used to be because it's somehow become even more of a hellhole than it was before <laughs> um, so the big news is my album with Five C's who's an MC out of Kingston Jamaica Redefined should be dropping on Bandcamp July 11th with all DSBs shortly after. Boom. The first single, New Kingston, drops June 13th uh, on all DSBs and Bandcamps. Uh, you'll both get an email from me about that. Nice. Uh, send me MP3s your way. We're super proud of it. And other than that, uh, find me on Instagram at Sash Sun Raw. I'm even posting on Reddit now to try and get over my Twitter like fix. It's not working, but whatever. And yeah, just, you know, find me about like, you know, I'm around. Love that. Dylan. Uh, Y'all can find me pretty much everywhere on every social imaginable at cinema. spelled C I N E M A S A I. It's got a, um, it's got a, uh, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the lower dash called? What, what can Wonder I remember? School. Um, yeah. Oh, no. underscore there we go thank yeah. you it's got it's got a, it's got a, it's cinema side with an underscore on twitter and then just cinema side everywhere else um okay. uh i'm trying to think about the big things um i mean for anybody who doesn't know i also host the real nose podcast um we just put out our 100th episode maybe about i want to say three four weeks ago huge congrats man 
thank you with Jaleel. Um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Jaleel, but he's mm. fucking great. He's he's fantastic. I love him. Um, so I so I do that. You can find Real Notes. That's R E E L N O T E S. It's a podcast about rap and movies. I bring rappers and producers and people on, and we just talk about their favorite movies and um they're just like what inspires them and like it's it's about the intersection of rap and movies you know i have a lot of fun with it i'm uh, i think uh i got um, I'll, I'll just say it i got i got an episode with cisco swank coming on uh wednesday he's a really cool jazz jazz rap dude speaking of out of uh lit- literally like he's like a full-blown like prodigy he's crazy mm. um, um i think that's out on wednesday i got a bunch of other episodes coming soon i'm not gonna spoil any of them but uh i got that and as i was telling cam off camera um, I just spent the last three months of my life working on this huge piece about Backwood Studios. I write over at Pitchfork. I'm a uh, I'm a contributing writer over there. And Damn. literally from February 17th until May 18th, I was working on this Backwoods piece and it just came out. I wrote a piece about the label, the history, like Woods' story, Anton's story. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to incorporate as many of the artists as I could. It's it was it's I'm incredibly proud of it. It's one of my it's one of it might be one of the best things I've ever written. And uh, the fact that Backwoods trusted me as much as they did and Woods in particular, like he like they let me in the studio and like I got to do it's all in the piece, but it's on Pitchfork. It's called um, it's called uh, how Billy Woods is Backwoods Studios became the best indie label in in, uh, New York. So um, that's pretty much it, man. I didn't want to give you I knew you were going to shout it out yourself, so I didn't want to bring it up before. But that's a fucking great piece, bro. That was really, really dope. Like I read it. I read it the day it came out and I was like, ah, this is just. I mean, I I met Billy. I opened for him a few months ago, but yeah. to have that more extended look into like how it came about, like you know, considering he doesn't share that much, it was a really dope piece, man. Mm. Thank you. I really appreciate it. He yeah he he does he doesn't trust he doesn't trust very many people to get that close. And um, I've actually known him. We first met in 2018 when I tried to buy a copy of Paraffin off him, and he just told me he told me to come to his crib and just buy them and i was like oh I, I don't know why he would do that but like you know like we're we, we we've been we've been tight ever since you know you know like as tight as one can be with woods <laughs> but like you know it's uh it, it's it's been uh yeah the, like like the amount of trust that woods and anton slushinger who's the president of the label and willie green is the engineer and still tip dove whose studio i went to like they trusted me with a lot and I don't take that for granted. That really means a lot. As since I've been a fan of, I've been a fan of Woods's since fucking today. I wrote nothing, so it's been almost ten years, mm-hmm. you know. Like, but it, it's like they 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 trusted me in a way they didn't have to, and it means a lot because I've been trying to get this off the ground for like a year. I pitched it to Pitchfork a year ago, and then wow. it took them a year to be like, yeah, we'll take it. And wow. I was like, cool, let's go. Took, took a Danny <laughs> Brown feature off maps to get you. Get you, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not being like that, yeah. but I, 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 I love yeah. the love they're getting. I love the love they're getting. I have to say, the last month or two, I've been very behind. I do need to check out that uh, piece. I have it bookmarked. Uh, I know it's going to be solid gold, so I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go in. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh, amazing work, both of you. Absolutely amazing work. Uh, yeah, and real. yeah, man, just that Woods top five at some point, we will have to do that. And then this is all going to break down. I'm sure we're going to just, I don't know how <laughs> we're going to do that. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that's amazing. Before we go then, <laughs> the last great piece of music you heard, the last piece of music, could be old, could be new, just the last great piece of music you heard before talking to us. And it can't be Tribe. Uh, so Dylan, what you got? What you got? Hmm. 
So, I mean, if we're going to talk about today, the mm. last great piece of music I heard was uh, Return of the Mac. I heard it in a car while <laughs> yes. I was driving from somewhere yeah. earlier. But I want to say, like, in terms of stuff that I've, like, actually been, like, actively listening to, mm. um, this high-tech album, um, it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a piece of, it's a piece of, like, footwork and, like, electronic type shit. Um, mm. Like, kind of, it, it's like a mix of footwork club and electronic. Um, I can't remember exactly what it's called off the top of my head right now. Um, I can look it up real yeah, fast. Yeah, no It's called Detwat. I think it D E T W A T. However you pronounce that, with uh-huh. an accent over the E. It's tight. I like it a lot. Um, I'm yeah. I'm a I'm a big dance music guy. So um, that's kind of been the one that's been that's the one. And, and then Maps. Since we're talking about it, like Maps is insane. Like Woods manages to plat. He, he's never plateaued. It's just it's just better every time. I don't get it. Mm. But um yeah yeah the high tech one is crazy. Love if you're that. in that sort of mood, love that. Uh, Sumrall, what you got? All right. Well, we already said Maps. So that one was pretty high up. Um, <laughs> you know what? The, the one album I want to shout out this year, because sometimes you don't know what you need, like you know what you want, but someone has to kind of surprise you. That JPEG Mafia, Danny Brown, Scaring the Hose is been living <laughs> in my speakers like since it dropped. It's just like and I'm, I'm, you know, shout out to Danny Brown because like he's apparently getting his situation together and I've been listening to his podcast and it's like it's cool to see someone make that kind of art like. Like I'm more into kind of deep Danny Brown, but to have a turn up album, it dropped right when I wanted it to. Mm, yeah. um, I'm go- I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna love go with it. That. Love that. The, to 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 me, that's the best produced album of the year so far. Like Peggy, Peggy's beats are incredible. Yeah. Like I like I get lost in um. There's like a two track one. I can't remember what it's called, but like the second half, mm-hmm. I get lost in that one. It's like he made that all on an SP four hundred four too. Yeah. I just I can't man. That's he's crazy. he's he's. <laughs> He's 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 too cold with it. <laughs> the yeah, beats are nah. great. Love that, love that. I think he's a Man City fan, by the way. I, I don't know if this means anything to you guys, but I saw him on <laughs> IG. They were doing a Kevin De Bruyne top, and I was like, wait, 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 wait. JPEG's a Man City fan. <laughs> I need to, so I work in football, so I need to somehow cross these two worlds together at work somehow for Bleacher Report. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I'll try. Uh, but there we go. Make it happen, bro. I've got it. I've got to try, haven't I? I've got to try. Uh, my last piece uh, it is top of the Crate 808 bangers list. People do go check that out. Uh, the list playlist is on Crate808.com. It's on Spotify. Uh, it's for the evening by young morpheus because uh, uh from hey. whence it came from whence it came that album has got some little uh, maps is maps everyone knows maps is maps black thought dropped some stuff that i've been really enjoying as well uh conway dropped a few little gems on his one but there's something about that young morpheus record that's kind of seeping through for me a little bit at the moment so yes for the evening from young morpheus there we go. There's your tribe. Just slice of cake for the year. I don't know what more you would need. But yes, thank you, guys. Uh, let's see if anyone... Else, oh, man. Great episode, Aaron says. Uh, thank you. Much love. Thank you, Aaron, for sticking with us. Jack P, great vibe, Bless as y'all. always. Big up, everyone. Big up yourselves. Big up your mums. Big up your dads and your sisters and brothers and all that. And yes, we shall catch you soon. Peace. Peace. Love. <laughs>